from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. It's Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We are living in strange times when back-to-back we got Dion Warwick trending one week and Smokey Robinson trending the next. What's Smokey do? Strange times, man. <laughs> strange times. Listen to the voice on this man, huh? No. That's a stuff right there. So what's going on with Smokey Robinson these days? So Smokey's apparently real big on Cameo. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Cameo again is a place where I say this every day. Uh, like no A-list, but like your B minus and below celebrities sure. are on there. Maury's on there. Maury's a W-list celebrity. Uh, where, where you can make uh, you can request these celebs do video shout outs they'll do birthday messages for you they'll do whatever and you pay them money and then they do the shout out and some of them charge 10 bucks some of them charge hundreds of dollars yeah I don't know what Smokey charges what does Smokey charge Maury how much $3.99 $400 for wow. Smokey Robinson to do a shout out right that's good money it's good money. So a guy named a guy named Jeff and his brother requested Smokey Robinson do a video message for their mom, wishing their mom a happy Hanukkah. So oh, this is how the video nice. goes. Hey, Marco, how you doing? Surprise, surprise. This is Smokey Robinson. I know you didn't expect to hear from me, but. I was contacted by your sons, Jeff and Jerry, and they wanted me, they told me that you used to live in Detroit across the street from me, and gosh, that's that's beautiful. Um, <laughs> how are you doing again? <laughs> nice talking to you again, I guess. Uh-huh. But anyway, you're living in Vancouver now, and they wanted me to wish you happy Chinooka. I have no idea what, what Chinooka is, <laughs> but happy Chinooka, <laughs> because they said so. Anyway, God bless you, babe. And enjoy Chinooka. Have a wonderful time. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Hanukkah, as we know, is very difficult. It's one of those things where I never even really know what the way, right way to spell Hanukkah. So the most widely used is H-A-N-U-K-K-A-H. Yeah. Um, the, the, the sort of more traditional way is C-H-A-N-U-K-A-H. Hanukkah or... Happy Chinooka. <laughs> or Chinooka, okay? Happy Chinooka. Chinooka, but happy Chinooka and enjoy Chinooka. <laughs> Whatever that is. Oh, uh, no. So, so Smokey saw himself blowing up on social media, yeah. and uh, and Smokey wrote Jeff, the, the guy who requested this video from, he said, hey, Jeff, in the spirit of 2020, I'm going to need a do-over. <laughs> you think? He said, please DM me your mother's phone numbers so we can try this again so i guess Smokey wants to actually call the guy's mom yeah to wish her a happy 
Happy Chinooka. Chinooka, but happy Chinooka and enjoy Chinooka. <laughs> enjoy Chinooka. Now, uh, we reached out to uh, to Jeff. We've been talking to him. Uh, Smokey has not called his mom as of the time we're doing this show right now, but he said that uh, he's going to keep us posted and he'll get us that uh, that do-over as, as soon as it happens. Happy but- Chinooka. <laughs> but also at the beginning, can you go back and play the beginning? Because this video is for the guy's mother. Yeah. And I don't know what the guy's mother is, but listen to how Smokey starts this. Hey, Margo. How you doing? <laughs> right? So I wonder if the mother's name is Michelle. And he just read it wrong and assumed it was Michael. I assumed it was Michael? Or said please it Michael? Please wish my mom Michelle a happy Hanukkah. Yeah. And he got, please hey, wish. Hey, Marco. How you doing? Please wish Michael a happy Chinooka. Yeah. Hey, Marco. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, happy but- Chinooka. Chinooka. But happy Chinooka and enjoy Chinooka. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Is uh, is Chinooka still happening? Chinooka. What, what night are we on on Chinooka? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I think we're at night seven now. What, what night are we, Maury? But tomorrow night is the last one. Yeah, so well, that wasn't the question, seven. though. No, so night wh- seven, night seventh night is tonight. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Ask me any questions. I will answer it the way I want. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> uh, so there's an update to the uh, Smokey Robinson uh, video. So we were playing the hell out of this yesterday because it's just so wonderful. Uh, Smokey Robinson is on Robinson is on a cameo where you can pay to have celebrities do greetings for you or your family members or whatever it is. And he charges he, a lot. Charges a lot of money. It's like three hundred bucks, right? That's right. Yeah. U.S. Three hundred dollars, and uh, a guy named Jeff. Paid $300 to have Smokey Robinson uh, wish his mom a happy Hanukkah. And this is how that went. Hey, Marco, how you doing? Surprise, surprise. This is Smokey Robinson. I know you didn't expect to hear from me. But I was contacted by your sons, Jeff and Jerry. And they wanted me. They told me that you used to live in Detroit across the street from me. And gosh, that's that's beautiful. Um, how are you doing again? <laughs> nice talking to you again, I guess. But anyway, you're living in Vancouver now, and they want me to wish you happy Chinooka. I have no idea what Chinooka is, but happy Chinooka <laughs> because they said so. Anyway, God bless you, babe, and enjoy Chinooka. Have a wonderful time. <laughs> <laughs> so Classic. of course it's Hanukkah, but it's the more traditional CH spelling of Hanukkah. Uh-huh. And when you read it like when you're smoky, you just say it's Chinooka. Happy Why not? Chinooka. <laughs> Chinooka, but happy Chinooka and enjoy Chinooka. So Smokey Robinson then uh tweeted and said, uh, hey Jeff, in the spirit of twenty twenty, I'm gonna need a do-over. Please DM me your mom's phone number so we can try this again. So the plan was then to call um Margot called Jeff's mom. Uh-huh. And in a perfect world, this would all be wrapped up with a little bow where his mom would get to talk to Smokey Robinson and it would be recorded and he would correct himself and say Hanukkah. Yeah. Uh, but because it's like old person talking to old person, Margot did get the call. Oh, nice. But she didn't put it on speakerphone. Oh, so, so you couldn't get the real do-over. So, <laughs> so this is Margot now talking presumably to Smokey Robinson. Do you know what? Do you remember Bruce Miller and Susu who lived down the street? He works for, he writes for Paul Anka. You might not remember, but he used to do a lot of jamming. We lived down the street from you. And I know my dad, I mean, he... 
Yeah, but I'm saying it was one. I'm saying a Santa Barbara. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm thanking you a million times. What you did was wonderful. And Jeff and Jared, Jeff is in the business, but. I hope you realize how much we love you and we care about you. And you can hear somebody yeah. in the background. There's children. She's a school teacher. No, but you yeah. heard somebody in the background whisper to her. Yeah. Say, put it on speaker. But if right. you watch the video, she's yeah. shrugging. She's like, I don't, I don't know, know how. Yeah. This is what somebody else needs to take the call and you give it to your mom. Yeah. And then they hold it. Like Jeff and Jer. Yes. Her two sons should have been there. Thank you. Or could have helped her out. Anyway, so Smokey Robinson did the do-over. He got his 2020 do-over. Did um, he, though? And, no uh, proof. and Margo got her happy Chinooka. Yeah. Happy uh, Chinooka. Chinooka. <laughs> happy Chinooka and enjoy Chinooka. <laughs> and I know, and you know that they're watching this video. Yeah. Why? You know, we can't set this up again. Mom! I'm sure as hell not paying $300 more because you know you're just going to get this again. Happy Chinooka. Chinooka. But happy Chinooka and enjoy Chinooka. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We always get DMs and messages from people who come up with ways to get on the show. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of creative ways to get on the show. And I got a message from somebody out in Surrey, B.C., who wrote me, and I was like, come on. And then it turns out it's completely legit. Okay. Completely legit. So let's go to the phone right now. Hello? Hi. Hey, is this Roz? Yes, it is. Okay, so I got a message on Instagram from Roz. And what made this message special was not only is your name Roz, but what's the real freaky part? I have a dog named Mocha as well. (laughs) No! Get out of here! Are you serious? Yeah, this is Roz with her dog Mocha. What kind of dog? (laughs) Um, She's a Chihuahua Yorkie. Oh, my God! Yeah. Hold on is. a second. Hold on a second. How and how old is your dog? Like, how long have you been in each other's lives for? Um, have I've had them for two and a half years. Right. Okay. So you are Roz, and your dog's name is Mocha. Yeah. So did, when you got the dog, did you know about our show, or did you find out about the show after you got the dog and named it Mocha? Um, I didn't know about your show until after I got them. I think it was about maybe like six months to a year in and then um, it was such a coincidence and I just thought it was really funny because I found that those two names were pretty rare and they're also spelt the same and that's never <laughs> happened to me before. Wait a minute. So, so, so well. your name is Roz yeah. and you have a chihuahua yeah. named Mocha <laughs> yes. and you name your chihuahua Mocha yeah. not mm-hmm. knowing about the actual Roz and Mocha show. Yeah, it just happened. <laughs> you want to know the freaky part? There's another freaky part to this. So you have two dogs. You you have two dogs, right? Don't say the other yeah. name right now. Don't say the other name. Okay. Okay. What do I uh, when it comes to my middle name? Because my initials are R A W. Maury, get in here. Because Maury Maury still calls me this constantly. Okay. Maury only ever refers to me now lately as one name, which is what my middle name is going to be. Maury, what's that name? Ace. What's your other dog's name? Oh my gosh, Ace. Are you joking? <laughs> no. Are you joking? What the hell? Wow. Are you My mind is blown. Are you yes. Kidding? Okay, this is so wild. Okay, so we're talking to Roz. <laughs> what color is in the dog? Surrey, BC. That is crazy. Who yeah. has a chihuahua named Mocha. Yep. 
and Roz had no idea about no. the Roz and Mocha show. No. And had no idea about your nickname for your middle name, Roz, no. as being Ace. Yeah. And her other chihuahua is named Ace. Right. Oh my goodness! Yo, this is some like multiverse type nonsense. I know, right? This is crazy. How old? How old are, how old are you, Roz? I'm 14. 14, <gasps> which is yeah. like if you reverse it, 41, which you once were. Thanks, more. Thanks, thanks. For... <laughs> yeah, also, he was also once 14. <laughs> yeah. I was, oh my god! Yeah. I was also at one time. Wow. I've been 14 once. Yeah, like same, same thing. <laughs> my question I have now are about the dogs, Mocha and Ace. Okay. What are their like okay. personalities like? Well, Ace is super. I'd say he's really like loving and bubbly and he's really energetic but mm -hmm. he's not so friendly with people and mocha <laughs> mocha is so oh cute God. she's super she's like shy but she's super friendly and she she's not like aggressive towards other people but she she'll bark but she still will like roll over on her belly and she likes people and <laughs> And she she really loves us. She's always with us, and she's just wow. a super lovey dog. Uh -huh. yeah. Same 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 <laughs> same girl. Same. That's also, awesome. Yeah. She's also the boss dog. She's the one in charge. Oh, yes. There you go. Boom. There you go. Same. Uh, I can't believe this. Wow. Yeah, Roz, it was so yeah. lovely. It was so lovely to uh, to to meet you. Yes, thank you for calling me. That's such a coincidence. I can't. I still can't believe that. And your middle name too. That's crazy. Wow, this has been a trip. Like, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but I'm so glad we were able to talk to you, Roz, on the phone. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, it was really great to meet you. Thank you so much for uh, for DMing us. And uh, if anybody else has a wild story or some sort of crazy connection to this show, uh, always let us know. My yeah. D our DMs are open. Okay. okay. No problem. Thank, thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're the Happy best. Happy holidays. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Love you lots, Roz. You too. Merry Christmas. Bye. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Apparently, we're sleeping less this year. I don't even believe this story. Oh, I believe it. You do? Yeah. You think we're correct. sleeping less in 2020 than we did in 2019? Yeah, dude. Come on. Yes, absolutely. I'm sleeping more. You are? For yeah, real? Yeah. Like, how much more, though? Because you used I'm, to average like four I'll hours tell, a night, right? I tell you, five hours a night. Four or five? Yeah. yeah uh, from 11 p.m. until 4 a.m. is what I is what I sleep. Damn, but I find enough. myself lately just straight up, just like passing out. Like at, I'll pass out sometimes at seven. And really? then not for the night, but I'll like, I'll just like lean on Roxy. We'll be hanging on the couch and I'll just like put my head on her shoulder. Yeah. And then... We're watching a movie and then I'll come to and she will be gone and in bed and like replaced by a cat. She don't even wake you? No. <laughs> no. No. Like, Dad, no, you're real tired. Out. You should probably no, go because, to bed. No, because my rule is I don't like that. Oh, gotcha. right. I don't yeah. like that. I don't like. But anyway, apparently we're sleeping 47 minutes less every night than we did in 2019. Uh, that's a lot. 47 minutes. No, I don't like it. If I fall asleep on the couch and we're watching something, just let me. Don't do the, hey, don't fall asleep. Yeah. Don't. It's so rude. Don't do that. I'm obviously falling asleep. Do right? they get just, you a blanket? Do they just, cover you? 
Uh, normally, I have my own blanket. Oh, okay. Normally, I'm all like I said, like they, they know, right? Like yeah. if I if I'm At sitting on the couch, if I'm sitting on the couch in the corner of like the where the sectional is, and I got it like a drink, and I'm all propped up, everything else, nobody says anything. Uh-huh. But as soon as I start to scooch my butt down, oh, they know. Oh, my whole fam- my family's like, oh, here it goes, yeah. here it goes. Like they shame me. Like I get shamed. <laughs> it's so incredible. No, I don't know anybody else that gets shamed for getting comfortable. Like, I get shamed as soon as I start getting comfortable. Getting comfortable. Yeah, as soon as I start. Start getting comfortable at home. I start getting shamed. Yeah. Right. And I know. And then I know what's coming. And then I have to fake it. Right. Like I. I, I take. I'll go put my ball cap on. I will not have a baseball hat on in the house. Uh-huh. Okay. And then I will go over to the hat rack and I will get my baseball hat and I will put it on and I'll put it on and I'll tilt it off to the side and then bring it down and just cover my right eye so they can't see me fall asleep. Just to sneak? Just but to they sneak. Know you. They know. I know, but I don't want to be shamed about it. I don't like, then I go to bed, then I fall asleep frustrated, yeah. right? I fall asleep frustrated. And uncomfortable. And uncomfortable, like I'm doing something wrong. Like uh-huh. I've never, never in my life felt like falling asleep out of all the things in my life that you can say that I do wrong. <laughs> falling asleep while watching television in my house is like where I get the, oh, here. Here it goes. Yeah. Here we go. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm so tired right now. Like, let me just hang out. And if I fall asleep, I fall asleep. Wake me up later. Like, yeah. that's totally fine. And then that's the worst part because Catherine now started to wake me up later. So she, like last night she woke me up at 1030 after I don't even know what time I fell asleep. Roxy disappeared and a cat appeared. And I woke up and I was like being nursed <laughs> by a cat. And I was like, what is even <laughs> happening right now? And then so but I do I zombie walk to the bedroom after that point uh-huh. where I don't remember. I don't remember. What do you mean? You don't remember like falling asleep? You don't remember what you were watching? I don't remember last night walking from the couch to the bed. Oh, wow. You were that tired. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't remember. That's real tired. Yeah. You just go to bed early. Yeah. And I took my pants off Uh and I woke up and my one sock and my undies were still around my ankle. Like I only took, (laughs) (laughs) right? Like it looked like, you know, that thing, you know, that thing when you were a kid that the, like mostly girls had it called a skip it where you would put the thing around one of your ankles, oh, yeah. right? My, my underpants, it looks like sexy skip it. Like it looks like I was doing some sort of like X-rated skip it in the middle of the night because my undies are, they were off fully, but around one of my ankles. Hold on. Yeah. What are you writing down? Sexy skip it. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what does it matter with Hold you? Hold on here. Don't shame me. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. What you are you just doing? Made me think of something. Oh, okay. Dear Santa, <laughs> this year I would uh, like yes. a uh, sexy skip it. Thank you. Love, Mocha. Anyway, there. Anyway. 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 We're sleeping less. Uh, Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you see Ryan Reynolds' mom trash talking Chris Hemsworth? Oh, no. Are you serious? (laughs) Okay, so. Why? Okay, so. Like for real? I guess no. Oh. So I guess that Ryan Reynolds, because you know Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman have been going at each other hysterically for years. Yeah. Right? So. This is all like a joke between the two of them that I guess is an extension of their charitable fantasy football league. Okay. I love it. The Agbo, is it Agbo? Yeah, the Agbo Superhero Fantasy Football Charity League benefits a number of organizations around the world. Um, So Ryan didn't have time to trash talk Chris Hemsworth himself. Of course he didn't. So Ryan got his mom to do it for him. 
Chris Hemsworth is everyone's least favorite Australian. And as a reminder, Hugh Jackman still exists. Chris is a no good cat who looks like a bodybuilder a platypus. Only a mother can say this next part. Chris, you are a in the most way. Wow. I am so sorry for my son, Ryan, Chris. You know, it's my fault. I brought him up wrong. I loved you in Wonder Woman. It was the best. Wonder Woman. So, so that's how it started she and then in. and then Hemsworth shoots back now because Ryan used his mom Hemsworth says off the top of this that he's sitting with his dad but it's not his dad it's just a guy from the crew of the movie that he's working with oh. okay Yes. Hey Ryan Reynolds, what's up man? Um, saw that you got your mum to trash talk me, say some horrible things about me, so got my dad here to say a few things about I'm you. Like your dad. <laughs> you, are, you are my dad. And um, why don't you tell him what you think of him? He's a top man. He's not a top man, we talked about this before. Tell him all the stuff that we discussed. He's, hey, you, you hate him, he's, uh, he's. I didn't say that. You did, you did. You said uh, you're the worst actor, the, the, your least favorite Canadian in the whole world. Ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. This is, what, ridiculous. this is what we talked about. Just, and you said you hate aviation gin because it's disgusting. <laughs> it's not your favorite drink. And uh, Green Lantern, what did you say about that? Best movie ever. It's not, not the best movie ever. Even if you liked him, it's not the best movie. Top three. Why are, you, why are you doing this anyway? We talked about it before. Thanks. <laughs> I love these rivalries, uh, man. That's so good. Yeah, so, so that's the that's the latest on that. If you see Ryan Reynolds and Chris Hemsworth, and especially Ryan Reynolds' mom, yeah, like my mouth on her. <laughs> Damn. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Mandalorian was awesome on the weekend. Ooh, yes. We got one episode left. <sighs> What'd you think? I mean, every episode gets better yeah. than the previous episode. Yeah. This one was long, too. Well, longer. Longer, yeah. yeah. Last week was like 33 minutes. One this week was like 27 minutes. This week was, I think it was like 38. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, it's good, though. And, um, and then I started watching all the trailers for... All the stuff that Disney announced on Thursday, right. like the Loki, uh, I know they, they kind of like announced stuff in different stages and we already knew that there was the Tom Hiddleston Loki show, but they just released a trailer for that Yeah, like on Thursday. So I watched that one. I watched the other trailer. Oh my God. I watched so many. I can't remember. Oh, the new Vision and Scarlet Witch. The WandaVision. WandaVision. Yeah. I watched that trailer. So I'm interested in that. Yeah. Did I watch Winter Soldier one yet? No, I didn't. The Falcon went Winter Soldier. There's too much, man. There's, There's a so lot. much going on. Yeah. We watched the movie on Disney Plus last night, and for the first time in a long time, remember when you used to watch movies on, on television where it would say at the beginning, this movie has been edited from its original theatrical whatever, whatever. It's, yeah. it's been edited for content. Uh -huh. Remember those warnings that used to come up and you were like, ugh, they TV'd it? Yeah. They did. It's like, it's like when you watch Goodfellas on AMC. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> right? Don't fool with it. <laughs> I'm like, I can see what your lips just did right yeah. there. You did not Completely. say fool. You didn't say fool. And we watched the movie last night on Disney+. Plus. We watched Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, okay. With like Elizabeth Shue. 
The old school one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they have to edit from that. Uh, I guess all the swearing, right? Oh. Yeah, because she's like, don't fool with the babysitter. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, I we can read lips. Yeah. We can read lips. Now does Roxy, who's, she'll be, what, 11 yeah. next month. January, yeah. She, did she, like, pick up? No, on, no, not at all. Not at all. She didn't notice. No, because I think. But you noticed because yeah, you watched it from back in the day. Because back in the day, what they used to do was they used to actually have the actors come in and record those lines after the fact, knowing that they would be eventually on network television. Mm. So they always had a version and sometimes, sometimes for big movies, it was the actual actors, but there used to be movies all the time where it was just a different voice completely. Oh, and you can hear like, the oh, difference. Like the, the music like a, would stop yeah. and like everything, right? And it was right? just like a, uh, somebody who does like a great impression of that person. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. So, so that was the first time I'd experienced that because everything on Disney is like, it's PG and under, right? On mm-hmm. Disney Plus, yeah. is that the deal? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, but the, the funny thing was, is that the, they cut out the swear words, right? But if you remember Adventures in Babysitting, um, there's a Playboy magazine in Adventures in Babysitting that f- is very prominently featured in the entire film. It's an ongoing thing in the film so where, they where they think that the babysitter is that month's Playboy model yeah. and then this gangster who also has this Playboy and everybody's just walking around with Playboy in their pocket, <laughs> right? Everybody has a Playboy. Like they see the babysitter and one guy goes, oh my God, and he like reaches into his back pocket and pulls out a Playboy <laughs> and, he's like, and he's like showing it to his just friend, really, right? Really, huh? Yeah, and then they wound up in a chop shop because they jumped in the backseat of a car that was also being carjacked and then they wind up in a chop shop and there's all these gangsters there and the babysitter gets out of the car and like the head gangster is like oh my god and he like moves a couple papers on his desk and gets the playboy and he's like <laughs> showing it to like all his other friends like everybody just had playboy like so it's a newspaper yeah like it's a newspaper so they cut out so they cut out all the swearing yeah right but like the whole movie centers around this playboy magazine yeah and but, you can't avoid it and, what are you gonna do no but they don't call it playboy what do they call like, it Playbill. Yes, I'm not even I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. Right. But what about the lettering on the front of the magazine? They don't cover it up. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. They did a uh, live table read of Elf last night and they had like a lot of the original because sometimes when they do these table reads for these movies, the original cast isn't when they do it. They get big stars to do it, but mm. it's it's rarely the original cast. Like this much of an original cast, but they did Elf last night. What time did they do this? Four o'clock in the afternoon. And so it crazy. was... I watched the original, like original. There's only one, but yeah. I wa- ended up watching it last night. Did you? Yeah, have I you love wa- that movie. Have you watched the Netflix special on the movies that made us, the Christmas movies no, that made us? No, not yet. They did the Elf. Elf. It's really did good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Oh my God, yeah, so good. it's really good. So it was... Um, they did the whole movie, one hour and 40 minutes. Oh, wow. And uh, it was to support the Georgia Democrats, Raphael Warnock and uh, John Ossoff in their upcoming Senate runoffs for the state. And you had to donate to watch it. Moore was all pissed off because he had needed to watch it to tape it for us. So he had to give the Democrats five bucks. <laughs> 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 he was all pissy about it. Oh, no. and, I was like, well, and I was like, well, just donate like $5.01 to the Republicans then. Well, I don't know why you're so pissed off. And that's U.S. too. Yeah, <laughs> he wrote me. He wrote me arg, and I was like, and I was like, did you just write me arg over five dollars? <laughs> like, my God. Uh, but no, it was really great. Uh, Will Ferrell was there as Buddy. Zoe Deschanel was there as uh, Jovi. Uh, Bob Newhart played Papa Elf, um, and uh, Ed Adner was Santa. Uh, Wanda Sykes was the store manager. 
and the store manager. yeah, who played? Who was the guy's oh, name who originally played the store manager? I don't manager? know his original name, but interestingly enough, is in the movie he wears a name tag that says Wanda. Well, no, because that's not the interesting part, Maury. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so Wanda Sykes was originally supposed to, supposed to play the store manager, and she was all set to go, and then couldn't do it at the last minute. And then so the guy that they actually had play the store manager when they shot the movie wore the name tag that was intended for Wanda Sykes. So if you look closely in the movie, the store manager's name tag reads Wanda. Faison Love. Yes, that's who it was. Or Faison Love, sorry. Yes. He was also uh, in the movie Friday. He was yes. Big, he was a big worm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I love that guy. Uh, so let's get to this. So uh, what we'll do is we'll play a clip from the original, and then we'll give you a little bit of um, uh, of the reunion from last night. So do... Um, I don't know where you want to start. Oh, the singing gram. This yeah, is like my yeah, favorite yeah, yeah, part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Hobbs, it's me on the intercom. Go ahead. Yeah, I think someone sent you a Christmas gram. I love this. Dad! <laughs> he walks into the office. James Conn's sitting there. All right, uh, let's get it over with. I walked all day and night to find you. You look like you came from the North Pole. Exactly where I came from. <laughs> Santa must have called you. Oh, yeah, sure. He uh, just got off the cell phone with me. You did? So, go on. Go on with what? <laughs> Are you going to sing a song or something, or can I just go back to work? A song? Uh, yeah. Anything for you, Dad. Anything for you, Dad. Uh, <laughs> I told you, I love this guy. I, I'm... I'm here, here with, my with my dad, dad. <laughs> and we never met, and he wants me to sing him a song, <laughs> and um, I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born, so I'm here now, I found you, daddy, and guess what, I love you, I love you, I love you! Okay, so here's from the reunion last night. Excuse me, I I'm here to see Walter Hobbs, I'm Buddy the Elf. <laughs> you look hilarious. Who sent you? A Papa Elf. <laughs> Papa Elf? Uh-huh. Uh, from the North Pole. From the North Pole? Yes. <laughs> Mr. Hobbs, it's me on the intercom. Go ahead. Yes, I think someone here uh, sent you some kind of a Christmas gram. Huh? Walter opens the door to his office where Buddy is waiting to be let in. Dad! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get it over with. We see a small crowd of people have gathered by the door to watch whatever is about to happen. I walked all day and night to find you. Uh, <laughs> you look like you came from the North Pole. That's exactly where I came from. Santa must have called you. Oh, yeah, sure. He, uh, he just got off the cell phone with me. Uh, you did? So, so go on. Uh, go on with what? Well, are, are you going to sing a song or something? Or can I just go back to work? Uh, a song? Uh, yeah, it, any, anything for you. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, 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 I'm, I'm here <laughs> with my dad, and we never met, and he wants me to sing him a song, and um, I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born, so here I am now, and I found you, Daddy, and guess what? <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh, that was weird. Uh, so, like Will Ferrell sounds just like, you know, Buddy the Elf from the movie. Yes. Because he is. Yeah. But James Caan. So that was James Caan. No, doing no, his John part. Lithgow. Oh, John Lithgow was yeah. doing his part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, John Lithgow was doing the James Caan part. 
Yeah. Uh, so it was really great. There was a huge cast. Billy Busy, Busy Phillips was there. That was Amy Sedaris, Andy Richter. I know because rarely they don't they don't do the full couple scenes. Yeah, yeah. But they really did the they did the full they did the full movie. But it's it's awesome. Get a chance to see that if you can. Also, uh, if you love Elf as much as Mocha does, uh, go on Netflix and watch the Christmas movies that made us the Elf documentary. It's incredible. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Maury, have you watched Prom yet? Why not? You got to watch it, man. I need to talk to you about this stuff. Did you watch it? No. Is it okay if I say that that may have been one of the worst movie trailers ever? It did not sell it for me. It's too late. I said it. Yeah, because people are having a real hard time with James Corden. Why? In that movie. Because he, he plays he plays a gay character. Yeah. And I guess he's like flamboyant and stereotypically gay is what a lot of people are having a hard time with. That's right. Yeah. How do you feel about that? It's do tough. you like Corden? I actually do. He's a really, like, he's a really funny guy. Mm-hmm. You know, here's my thing. They wanted James Corden because of the name, right? Like, it looks great on a poster. He could, it's, a, it's a popular name. Yeah, but, yeah, but you but, don't need James Corden's name on a poster when you have Nicole Kidman's name on a poster. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right? But I don't agree with somebody who isn't gay doing the stereotypical gay, like, you know, mannerisms that people think that we do. Right. So you know if he, yeah, 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 I get it. I get it. I get it. Because then why not just cast somebody, an actor, an awesome actor who is gay? Right. So is it the is it the fact that he's not gay playing gay, or is it the fact that he's not gay playing flamboyantly, stereotypically the, gay? I'm fine if he if he wants to play a gay character. Sure. But I don't think it's right for somebody who's straight to do the flamboyant gay acting. I think that right. kind of crosses the line a little bit. Okay. So that's what people are pissed That's at. an interesting line, Mark. It's an interesting line because I, I don't know, I haven't heard a lot of people sort of make that distinction before or sort of draw that line in the sand where it is, you feel that it's okay for a straight actor to play a gay character just as long as they're not doing the stereotypically flamboyant over the top version of a gay because character. Then, but, but why do you need to, my thing is like, why do you need to do that? You're already, you're straight, you're playing a gay role. Yeah. Be that as it may, it's fine. That's acting. Right. You know, but I just don't think that it's okay for you to draw stereotypes. It right. wouldn't be okay for any other stereotype. Right, right, right. Mm. Interesting. So you're not going to watch it at all? Because I thought you were going to be really all over this. Are you kidding me? It, my order was the Mariah Carey thing to set the mood for the season <laughs> exactly. and then, and yeah. then it, you yeah. test the water, like the gay, it's like, into the Christmas like, waters. Let me tell you about gay holidays, okay, folks? <laughs> Here's how we start. Here's how we start. We wanted to watch that. We were ready, okay? Yeah. Matthew and I were on the couch. We yes. were ready to do this. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. I played the trailer for Matthew and he's like, Anything else? That's crazy oh, because that really? yeah, yeah, I was it, so shocked. I thought he'd be like, "Oh my god, this looks great." But we both looked at each other going, "Hey, let's watch the undoing." Hold on. So are people pissed? Like does the movie is the movie not good or are people just upset it's, at it's, James Corden? Wow, it's both. It, it's both. It's both. This character. was a this was a big Broadway production, right? This was supposed to be huge. Yes. And mm. uh and so people are having a very hard time with the fact that James Corden is playing gay whether it be flamboyant or not. You like, have yeah. the they're queen, just having a hard Meryl time. Meryl Streep in this. Yeah. She can't even save this. Right. So but we oh, had wow. the same thing at our place where we we popped up on Netflix yeah. and then Catherine was like, "Hey Rox, you might like this." And we're like, "Oh yeah, cool." Let's put the trailer on and we watched the trailer and 
the trailer played through, and Rox went, "Well, I feel like I saw the whole movie." And <laughs> oh, then, no. yeah, yeah. And then, and then Catherine and I both kind of looked at each other, and went, "That was kind of a crap trailer." Like we, I, yes. we were, we were excited to watch it. We thought it was going to be like a big, super fun thing. And I don't know what it is about the trailer that turns you off because I, it really is the whole movie. It's everything else. It's everybody you love, yeah. but there's something about the trailer that is. is very off-putting. This is how I felt when I watched the trailer because James Corden's in it. I saw James. It felt very Cats. In my yes, opinion, yes, oh, it felt no, very really? yes, yeah. It felt like I was going to get into something that I might regret. Yes. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. But I might regret watching it because I'm watching other people make a big mistake, not because <laughs> I'm making a big mistake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's really wild. I've never been that uh, like sort sort of turned off from a movie before where I don't even really care about it. Like I don't. Yeah. It's not like I was like dreaming my whole life to watch this movie, but I was really really turned off, and I and I don't know why. Because I was really pumped to Maybe see it. Because they just gave everything away in the, in the trailer. No, no, it's not. Because I believe me, they do that in every trailer now. There's just something about the trailer that the way that they put it together where I was like, I actually don't want to watch this. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know Damn. why. I've right. never I've never had that before. So nobody watched Prom, I guess. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I saw someone in my condo lobby exchanging money for a PS5. Oh, snap. Really, huh? Did I you was watch- on them? No, but I was standing off to the side watching the whole thing go down. Yeah, well, I saw. What's wrong with that, though? No, it was fascinating. Haven't you ever seen somebody buy something before? <laughs> no, but it, it, <laughs> have you never been to a store or a mall? Yeah. Did you go grocery shopping? But it was just fascinating. Like it was kind of like you know they were in the corner, and the guy handed him cash, which I haven't seen in a long time. And I saw several hundred dollar Maury, bills. You haven't seen cash way before COVID. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> like, like, why? So then, and then what happened? Oh, they like he handed him the money. It uh-huh. looked like so he he paid the guy. Paid the guy. Yeah. Right? The guy opened up the box. They were looking through to make sure. I guess everything was there and it wasn't full of sand or something. Okay. And then the guy, like one guy walked away and the other guy walked. So you watch somebody buy something. It was fascinating. Why is that? How is that fascinating? <laughs> because it was like kind of like you know secretive, right? It was How like is it secretive. It was in a public space. I know, but it was like you can't find that anywhere. Yeah. And someone was buying something you can't find anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like Why eBay. are you so busy? I know. Why are you so busy? What were you doing I'm in the lobby? Like, Hold on, whoa. whoa. What were you doing in the lobby snooping around? No, I was going to pick up a package, an Amazon package. Uh-huh. And then they this deliver going- packages? To homes? <laughs> How does that I work? I fell for that. I was going to be like, they do. <laughs> How does that work? You mean to tell me you go on the computer, click on an item that you want, yeah. and all of a sudden it shows up in a brown box? I watch somebody take money, give it to somebody else, and then that guy gave him something in return. <laughs> it's like they traded. What is this? <laughs> Yo, I would be, I don't know, man, with this PS5, yeah. I would be hella nervous to purchase something, purchase that from somebody who claimed that they had it. I would yeah. need, I would no, need I like, don't. even though like that person opened the box yeah. and like all the pieces were in there, I would still, I don't know, I would require like, I would go as far as bringing my computer monitor yeah. down to the lobby and I'd plug everything in and make sure it all works. Wow. Start playing the like games downstairs. Extension cords and power bars and everything yeah, else absolutely. to just check, huh? Yeah, because uh-huh. you never know. Who sent me that that text where it was one person sent two guys who are selling PS5s to meet each other? What? So 
they were communicating with one seller of a PS5. Uh-huh. And they were like, okay, where do you want to meet? Seven o'clock at this corner. And they were like, okay, let's meet at seven o'clock at this corner. And they were like, what are you driving? And they're like, I'm driving this. But at the same time, they were talking to another seller of a PS5. And they were like, okay, what kind of time do you want to meet? Let's meet at this corner. What time? Seven o'clock. What are you driving? And then so they were telling, each, like she was, they were giving the information to the other to guy. sellers. Yeah. So both guys, one guy showed up looking for like a, uh, like, like a, like a, 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 a silver Volkswagen. Uh-huh. And then the other guy showed up looking for a pickup truck thinking that each of them were the person who was buying their ps5 but they were both the sellers but both sellers just showed up and were like so hey what's up <laughs> oh awkward so it was a big troll job it was a troll job <laughs> oh no yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. somebody somebody trolled two ps5 sellers to meet each other with their ps5s <laughs> <laughs> and just and just waste a little bit of their time wow not ruin their day no, no. but just waste a little just bit of their time big inconvenience <laughs> oh man here we go the wrong Oz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you see this story of this kid in Connecticut? He's six years old and he racked up a $16,000 bill to his mother's credit card for charges tied to a video game that he was playing. He was playing Sonic on the iPad. How and much? you know how with certain apps, how much they have did he the rack up? In app purchases. Yeah. And what did he spend? $16,000. He's six years old. He was playing a game called Sonic Forces. Yeah. Is that even possible to be able to spend 16 grand on a video game? Yes. It shouldn't be possible. So his mom was like a lot of people during COVID working from home. And she had no idea that her two kids had purchased. First of all, that they purchased the game on the iPad. Because she's like, she doesn't have the parental setups in place, oh right? Oh my god. Uh and then in July, her kid started buying these extra features in the game. And it started out with buying these red rings <laughs> in the game that <laughs> okay. cost a buck 99. And then he got hooked like it was drugs. And then he started buying gold rings that allowed him to play with new characters and have even more speed. Those gold rings cost yeah. $99. Oh, my God. And then in July, the mom, she was checking her account and found that there were 25 charges that cost $2,500 each. <laughs> you got to be a better parent. And she even said, it's like my six-year-old was doing lines of cocaine yeah. and doing bigger and bigger hits. Yeah. And then she logged into her Apple and PayPal accounts and saw that there were a ton of charges and called the bank, Chase Bank, to report fraud. And then looked at the grand total. So I said 16000 yeah. It was in and around there. Yeah. It was higher. Oh. $16,293.10. Jesus. And then Chase Bank told her that the charges were made by her. Yep. It was not fraud. Nope. And she had to contact apple yeah she then contacted apple and they walked her through what she describes as a buried running list of all the charges (laughs) you wouldn't know how to find it without someone directing you yeah (laughs) and then apple told her like tough i'm sorry yeah you didn't call within the 60 day time limit that we have 
to do anything with these charges, yeah. so you're stuck and with you can't uh, sixteen say, thousand like, plus. My six year old did it. Please, please, please. No, you don't get. No, you, you don't. Being a and I don't want to say bad parent. I don't want to say bad parent, but I will say be a better parent or be more involved or I don't even know what the. It's not even about parenting at that point. It's like you should acknowledge the fact that within a 60 day window that you've seen somebody rack up 16 grand on your credit card. Yeah. Like you should just be a responsible person but, to just every, mom, just, your, just every now and then check, check your in. Statements, man. Yeah. Check your yeah, but also in the mom's defense slightly. I mean, you don't always know if games have in-game purchases. No, 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 not that. in the mom's defense. No six year old, no six year old should have uninterrupted free reign over any piece of mm. tech in your home. But probably, Ever. What if she thought it was an innocent game and she didn't know about what no, in, it in-app purchases were? No, it, no, 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 she didn't know. According to this article that I'm reading, she didn't even know that he downloaded that game. Yeah. She thought that he was doing something else. So yeah. lock all downloads. So No, it's just, you, you no, can't. Know what you your kid is doing just, on the iPad. Yeah, you just can't sit there and watch your kid on an iPad for hours a day not knowing what they're doing when they're six. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a horrible dad. No, it's... <laughs> Yeah. I'm just telling you, you can't like, you can't do that. So she has to pay, right? She got to pay back. Yeah, man, that's a lot of money. Yeah, over sixteen thousand dollars. Did the kid actually uh, like? Did he win the game? Did they say that at all? Like, how would he do? I'm like, <laughs> I, mean, I, I have no idea. It sounds like he was doing real well. Yeah. I hope. She, I, I hope. I hope at least now you're sixteen grand in. Let the kid finish the game. Yeah, why not? <laughs> right? right? Like, you have to at this point yes. now. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Yo, Christy, what's up? It's Roz and Mocha. Uh, so I am so bored uh, trying to entertain a six-month-old all day. Oh, my God. Yeah, you wrote us this. Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. I'm a new mom to a six-month-old girl named Brooklyn. Uh, how do I keep us busy during the day? I'm so bored, and COVID is making it so much worse. I feel like I have no purpose, and my days are just spent talking baby talk. My husband works 12 hours a day, and when he comes home, he needs to relax as well. He helps out whenever I ask him to, but it's still very overwhelming to entertain a baby all day long. So, uh, yes. Christy, take us through what a typical day looks like for you and uh, and little Brooklyn. Once she, she wakes up and you feed her, what does your day look like? What are you doing to currently keep her busy? Okay, so right now she gets up, I don't know, between like 7.30 and 8. Sometimes I have to wake her up. Uh, and then basically she gets up, I feed her. Uh, and then she sits in, she has a little bit of reflux. So she sits in like a, a sit me up. So she's sitting up straight for about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I kind of put her on a play mat and then I put her in her jumper and then I put her in her extra saucer. And then I just repeat those same three things every day. And then, you know, she has her naps in the middle of the day and then uh, she goes to bed around seven thirty-eight. So, mm. uh, is this your first kid? Yes. Yeah. And you had, you were one of the, you're in a very unique situation. You had a kid during COVID and you've never done this before. And the world, the world doesn't work the way it's supposed to when you're a brand new mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you can, uh, can put her in the car and drive to like a little play gym or you could take her to any of those other uh, activity places meant for, for kids or toddlers, right? Yeah. Or like a swim class or anything. Yeah. You can't even go to like the mall and do like a, you know, a lap around the mall or anything like that. Yeah. The, the The first piece of advice that I would give you right now is to, just stop being so hard on yourself. Yeah. Great. Okay. That is above perfection. It doesn't exist right now. 
okay, with a brand new kid at home and during COVID, there is no sort of ideal situation. Um, everybody is right. just trying to figure it out new and you are in the position with your life to be the individual or in the group of individuals who are hit hardest by all of this. Um, yeah, definitely. You're not supposed to have a six-month-old at home where you can't rely on other people to help you out. It's not natural. It's mm-hmm. not normal. Um, and it's cruel in a lot of ways. Um, because mm-hmm. it, it's not it's not the way things are supposed to happen, you know, and I think that you need to be way less hard on yourself, way less hard on yourself. Um, right. the, the idea of being bored, well, that boredom is going to happen whether COVID's around or not. <laughs> but I will say I'll say this. It's very difficult to build a routine, but the routine isn't there to make sure that your kid follows a schedule. A routine is there to keep you sane. Mm-hmm. And building yeah. building a routine for you as well as the kid is, I think, the way to go because you tend to just build a routine around your kid's wants and needs during a day and what you want and need uh, to keep you sane during a day sort of gets left off to the side. So you have to integrate your schedule and routine into the baby's schedule and routine. Right. Okay. And I'm just like, it's hard to think of activities to do with a six-month-old too because she's kind of at that stage where she's not quite sitting yet and not crawling. So whenever tough. she's sitting or crawling, she's like getting frustrated. Yeah. And she like gets upset because she can't move. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? Cheerios and a water bottle. And, <laughs> and that'll be like 10, 15 minutes out of your day where little Brooklyn is going to be so entertained. All right. I'll have to try that. Like you yeah, can find yeah. all these little activities to do with a six month old that will break up your day in like 10, 15 minute kind of chunks in between her naps. Yeah, that's all it is, right? Uh, it's just getting to the next nap. <laughs> you you got to get out of the house. It's hard. Like, I would like to go for a walk, uh-huh. but, uh, like, I, I have, like, a, a complication I developed from pregnancy, and I this is a pretty severe complication, so I can't even, like, walk more than five minutes without my oxygen dropping to 80%. So oh, wow. Okay. I can't even, like, go for, like, a walk, which is also quite maddening. Okay. So can you get out of the house at all? Can you go and sit outside? Can you go and look at something different? Can you shake up your view? Can you do any of that stuff? Yeah. Like I can go in my backyard. We have like a pretty like decent backyard with like some evergreens lining our property. So it's like quite nice out there. Um, I could drive to a park or and even just like go out and sit and not really walk per se, but it's getting so cold. I <laughs> know. But that's part of it. Okay. Getting ready and Is getting it? a kid ready, all that stuff. I know it's a huge pain in the ass to like, oh my God, I'm not doing the snowsuit and the boots and the whole deal right now with the stroller and the yeah. know, packing up the stuff. But that is all the things that are going to keep you from going crazy. You go through that yeah. process and you 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 build that schedule every day. Where if it's after yeah. lunch or whatever it is, you know, she gets in the in her full winter gear and she gets a crawl around the backyard for 10 minutes while you just sort of sit on the deck and watch her or you know walk slowly behind her, make sure she doesn't eat any dog poo. Like all of that, all yeah. of that stuff like is just you got to build a routine. Do you have anybody to commiserate with? Do you have any other friends that are in this sort of same situation? Uh, yeah, like I have uh, one friend who has like a 12-month-old and she's like a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, we actually have two other friends who are had babies right around the same age as her. I think one's a month older and one's two months older. Mm-hmm. Why don't you guys just jump, jump on like a chaotic, wild, loud, baby-screaming Zoom call with each other once a week? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Actually, you know, I think you need you need people yeah. to talk to. You need to talk to yeah. you, need to, you need to talk to humans and that can reason and laugh and sit and bitch and all of this other stuff. 
You need to talk to people. Yeah. Who are, Why you need not to talk even to people who are going to get start you. like a little group chat and see what like each person is doing with their kid that day and like trade off ideas. Yeah, that's a good idea too. We have a group chat, but we don't really use it very much. So maybe we could start to use it a bit more. Yeah, but jump on, sure. j- jump on video. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate it. You know, I've been listening to you guys for six years, so um, I'm binging on your podcast right now. I've done five months of podcasts in one month. Wow. Wow. Good for you. Holy. That's a lot. The only thing that keeps me sane throughout the day is the earbuds in my ear listening to you guys. So, Love it. Well, Christy, uh, thank you very much. Uh, Between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Uh, I said this before that Roz was my favorite. All right, great. Thanks. Um, Oh, oh, wow. Oh, sorry. What? (laughs) But what? Uh, no, I was going to say, uh, but unfortunately, um, it's still the same mocha. It's Ross. Oh, jeez, oh. man. Don't tease me like that. What are you doing? <laughs> love you lots, Christy. You All right. All right. Love you okay, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. Dan Mori had a chance yesterday to speak with Blake Moines. Who's that? From The Bachelorette, the Canadian guy. Oh, the guy from Hamilton. Yeah, he got kicked off, though. And he he got lost in the shuffle because a lot of the attention up until, I guess, up until Monday night or Tuesday night was on Noah and Bennett. Right. Right? Because at first when it was Claire, it was all Claire Dale, Claire Dale, Claire Dale. And then as soon as Tasha walked in and Noah and Bennett started butting heads, the rest of the season up until now has all been... Noah Bennett, Noah Bennett, Noah Bennett. Right. So, Daniel Mori, ask Blake about that. Now, okay, two words for you. Yeah. Noah Bennett, go. Oh, God. I knew this was going to come up. Um, two completely different people. And, uh, you know, Bennett couldn't see Tasha falling for, for Noah because that would mean that she wasn't going to like Bennett. And the other way around, Noah is uh, very wild, outgoing, uh, a risk taker. And, uh, Bennett is just not that. And I related a lot more to Noah, and that's why I kind of was on his side for more of the things. I did see a lot of the things that uh, Noah was talking about, and, you know, I think she did the right thing in that moment to send Bennett home on that. Uh, She's trying to be so cool to not why, say anything though? bad. Why, why, Why? I don't understand why. Maybe, I don't know, they're going to see each other. When all this COVID is over, these guys are all oh. going to be at bars together making $300. You know, and, you yeah, know, I know, I know. the next time uh, they they do a round of, like, Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. All these guys are going to be on that beach together. Yes. Right? Because it adds to the drama. Right. Uh, But one of the questions that Maury asked Blake from The Bachelorette is because he's no longer there. Where did he go wrong? How did it all fall apart for him, right? That's the question. Now, where do you think that you went wrong? You know, I don't think I necessarily... didn't did anything wrong on my end. I think the unfortunate thing for me was I came in really hard on Claire. Um, and, you know, I thought about her for four months. I knew who she was going to be the bachelorette and um, I didn't expect her to leave the way she did. And I was kind of blindsided in a way that she, it happened so quickly and in the way that it did. And so when Tasha came in, you know, it's, it's a rough go when you have to tell the new lead that comes in, listen, you gotta be patient with me well, we already are already have a short amount of time. Like there's no time to be patient here and let me come along. So, you know, I came in with the red flag when I told her that I was into Claire and I had a connection with Claire. And uh, that's where I think it went wrong. Not necessarily me, but it went wrong when I fell hard for the first lead and there was no coming back from that. And the thing is, can I I, I have no connection with Claire with this show is Mm. 
the one thing that Blake and the other dudes who had been there from the beginning is they basically had a shot at, or in their minds, because Claire had already made up in her mind that she wanted to be with Dale. Yes. But in the guys' minds, they basically had a shot at two different women. She got two chances. But for Blake, is he upset that he missed out on love with Claire or Tasha? more like which one oh. are you more upset about missing out on falling in love with Tasha or claire because dude in like a month two ladies were not interested in you ouch <sighs> it's rough right <laughs> i know i know you know you go you go on the show and uh you're so vulnerable and the time that you're the most vulnerable with with women is the time that you actually get let go so it hurts a little <laughs> bit more than the average right just because you dive in so deep so quick and then they say no to you and it's like wow, I just gave you everything and that just clearly wasn't enough. So it hurts a little bit. I would say that uh, in the end, Tasha was more the one for me. Um, it was more organic. Uh, there was less expectations and she just um, brought an energy with her that it was just easy to fall for. And we just never really got there with Claire just because of time. Now time played in with both of these leads, but um, Tasha for sure. I got to spend more time with her and got to know her better. It's very diplomatic, huh? I know. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. And also because Claire went in there fully well, in love with Dale Well, that's the thing. They all got screwed over. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Bachelorette last night. Ooh, girl. So there was an episode and a rose ceremony, and then it was the men tell all, right? Mm. So they, they had the, the rose ceremony. And if you remember Bennett, he's the guy with the American doll girl teeth. Harvard. Uh, Harvard, yes. So she sent his ass packing the first time, and then he came back and was like, oh, I love you. And then she was like, okay, stick around. And then so he made his way back into the room for the rose ceremony, and then she sent both Bennett and Noah Mustache home. So now we get to the confrontation that happened during the men tell all. Because if you remember, remember when Bennett gave Noah that box? What's what's in the box? I always remember Brad Pitt from the end of Seven. What's in the box? What's in the box? Spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) Don't open the box. Yeah, it's going to Paltrow's head. Um, Hey, man. What? I just said spoiler alert. (laughs) Yeah, so I was allowed to say it. You said spoiler alert, and then I'm allowed to say the thing. Not cool. Right? Not cool, man. What do you mean not cool? That's how spoiler alert works. You <laughs> say spoiler alert, and then I'm allowed to spoil it. No. Had you not said spoiler alert, I wouldn't have said that it's Gwyneth Paltrow's head in the box. Well, again. Right? What but if somebody you said, had planned on watching Seven this weekend? You said spoiler alert. Right? <sighs> anyway, so what's in the box? Um, and so he gave him a box, and it had like a bandana in it, and it had like a book on emotional intelligence. And, and mustache then, socks. And mustache socks. <laughs> That were actually his, but he's like, I laundered them. Don't worry. (laughs) Um, And then so it was about the emotional intelligence. And so this is what went down on the men tell all between Noah Mustache and Bennett Harvard. The other the other big uh, part of that was the feud between Noah and Bennett. (laughs) What what was it between you two, Noah, that you just did not get along? His insecurities, I don't have any control of. Okay. Um, Personally, I think he's intimidated. (laughs) He has this prestige where Tasha would not like anybody except for somebody like Bennett. And I brushed it to the side until I started having feelings for Tasha, so I didn't want her to end up with somebody that would treat her like that. Noah, I already told you this, so I'm going to repeat it, so hopefully you hear it this time. I never (laughs) thought there was tension with you. I never had beef with you when you walked in the house. You created this drama every step of the way. To To the point of the book, do you believe that Bennett gave that book to you? Out of good intentions. That's the question. We all know the answer to that question. Bennett did that in a pretentious, conniving way. 
Did you read the book? Yeah, did you? Yeah, I read it. It's a good book. It's a shame that you read it four times, he said, and you clearly haven't applied a lot of it, but it's a good book. Oh, my God. Bennett, you did say Noah was deficient in three of the four Yeah, uh, I did say, and and you know what? I was being a nice guy because, in fact, you were deficient in four of the four. (laughs) (laughs) These guys. Oh, you're kidding me with this. You're kidding me. And then what? They just kept going at each other? Noah, I'm sorry that my words came across as, you know, condescending, and, and I know that I have this look and this feel, and I'm sorry that it, you know, affected you the way that it did. I don't I mean, I'll accept any genuine apology. I can't tell if that was genuine or not. But <laughs> I personally think you're an ostentatious Harvard D-bag, Ooh. and you're a condescending <laughs> I really do. I don't see us being friends after this. That's, that's, that's fine, man. <laughs> he don't care. He don't want to be friends with you. <laughs> what an awful group of guys on this season, man. Poor it Tasha. It really is. It Poor is the Tasha. worst. They are the worst the group worst of guys. Pick. Claire I, got at Claire did the right thing, man. I, I don't even think it was about her falling in love with, uh, what's his name? Dale. Dale. I don't even think it was about Dale. I think she took one look around and was like, I am not sticking around for this. Yeah. They done me wrong. Yeah. What a bunch of duds. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Girl! We're winding down time on The Bachelorette. Woo woo. And then guess what? Yeah. January 4th, The Bachelor That's starts nuts, up. man. That's nuts. Crank it out. I love this show. Yeah, why not? Uh, so last night was the, was really the the storyline between Tasha and Ben, and Ben has said a lot. Like Ben said that he, he he tried to take his own life twice in the past like couple of years, and it was weird because she claimed that as like some sort of breakthrough for her. Like he he opened up during one uh, one-on-one a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and then she was like yeah I'm, I'm really glad he you know he did that for me like it was weird she took it like she took it as a win for her which was really really weird like it was the whole thing was weird it was like that's what you have to do on the bachelor in order to get noticed like everything is just more 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 and even that wasn't even like acknowledged for what it actually was. It was just sort of like another step in the bachelor journey. And it was sure. very odd. Um, so Ben, we know, has feelings for Tasha. And Ben was sitting down. Um, it was hometowns last night where they brought all the families there. And Ben was sitting down his, with his friend, uh, Antonia, where she was looking at Ben going, dude, you love this girl. You love her. I don't know. You love her. It's not even a question. I'm in love with her. That's, I know. That's I, wild. I sat down. I was just like, you love her. Like, what are you talking about? She's so great. Yeah. I just don't know how to say it. Same way you say it to all of us. I know. The same way that you say it to everyone else. You know what I mean? Just let go. How about that? I know. You, you already have. You're like, you're literally like three quarters of the way there. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. That's wild. I know. I love you. See how easy that is? No. Okay, so right after that, right after hanging out with his friend, he gets to say goodbye to Tasha after the date. Perfect opportunity to say, I love you. I'm incredibly uncomfortable. I'm super nervous. My heart rate's never been higher. Um, I just, my brain couldn't work. You gotta go to bed. So I have to stand up and now watch you walk away. Good night. (laughs) Bye. See ya. Oh, no. In true Ben fashion, I just blew it. I'm in love with her. And I should have told her. And now I'm terrified that I won't get a rose this week. And I won't get to tell her how I feel. And that kills me inside. Oh, no. Okay, so. You could have just been like, bye. Oh, I love you. Thank you. Uh, So then we get to the final rose ceremony where there's four guys. One of them has to go home, which, of course, was... 
Ben, I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> Take a moment. Say your goodbyes. Damn, bro. You just messed up. Sorry, Ben. Yeah. I think you're incredible. But? I feel like... Like you don't love me. You have <laughs> taught me so much being here, truly. I really care about you. Uh-huh. Care about you? Yeah. Tell her you love her, man. And I appreciate this week so much. I just feel like... Like you don't love me. That's what she wants to say. <laughs> I don't know if our, our pages are necessarily aligned at this time. Yeah, because you don't love me. I'm not sure what, I'm not sure what to say. Uh, Tell her you love her, man! I would have liked it to go a different way, but yeah, it's, it is what it is. I'll be all right. I, I'm always all right. Yeah, but also yeah. I love you. Yeah. Okay, couple things. One, I think that Tasha, when you're dumping somebody, Tasha, this is a mistake that she made last night that kind of pissed me off. Okay. When you dump somebody, don't sit there and make them do all the work. Yeah. They don't do all the talking. You get to do all the talking. And I'll tell you the other thing that drives me crazy about Bachelorette, more so Bachelorette than it does in Bachelor, because I think you see it more in Bachelorette, is after you dump somebody mm-hmm. and you crush them, yeah. when you walk them to the car, don't hold their hand. Oh, yeah, true. Don't hold their hand, okay? Because you can sit there. Yeah, because she's sitting there on this bench, okay? Like, she's torn. I understand that reaction of, oh, my God, I'm so torn, when there's only two guys left. Yeah, there's four. you can't do the, oh, my God, I'm so torn, when there's three guys in that living room that you like better. Mm -hmm. Not one. There's He's four. You can't do the, I'm so sorry. You sent him home. You sent him on his man, way. You should have said it, man. So then Ben in the car on the way out, obviously, yeah. like everybody else who gets eliminated from Bachelor, has no idea what happened. I don't even know what to do. <laughs> I'm still in love. Really thought we were going to be together. Well, I wanted to marry her. She's going to be my wife, the mother of my children, no. all these things. And but you never said any of that to her, Ben. How I felt <laughs> when I had the chance after my hometown. I'm you had sure multiple chances. <laughs> that's the thing. Maybe she loved me and she thought I didn't love her back. Oh, you know what? You get what you deserve, Ben. Honestly, you had multiple opportunities. You get what you friggin' deserve. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So, did your Tom Cruise freak out on people? Yo, and he got—I've never heard Tom Cruise get this way before. Um. Tom Cruise is a weird one for me because I got to separate. I always, whenever I talk about Tom Cruise, I always got to separate the whack job who's the head of the Scientology church with the actor who does movies that I truly love. Yeah. Um, Those Mission Impossible movies are all bangers. They're all bangers. And somebody recorded Tom Cruise going off on the crew for breaking COVID protocols. And... I'm torn with how I feel about it. So take a listen, mm-hmm. and then we'll come back and discuss. We are the gold standard. You're back here in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. Because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every studio at night. Insurance companies. Producers. And they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, you <laughs> I don't ever want to see it again. Ever. And if you don't do it, you're fired. And I see you do it again, you're gone. Wow. And anyone on this crew does it. That's it. And you too. And you too. 
And you, don't you ever do it again. No apologies. You can tell it to the people that are losing their homes because our industry is shut down. It's not going to put food on their table or pay for their college education. That's what I sleep with every night. In the future of this industry. Wow. We are not shutting this movie down. Is it understood? If I see it again, you're going <laughs> damn yeah so i want to know like what was the protocol that was who knows it could have been broken. somebody not wearing masks or it could have been i don't know what, what did you hear maury like two people so it was a bunch of people gathered too closely together in front of a monitor to watch what they were shooting right yeah oh, so okay. so yes and I, I understand tom cruise where he feels like he has the weight of everything on him i get that could he not He's not directing the movie, right? No, these are his movies, though. And and also, I think that the other thing yes. that you have to keep in mind is I, I know that this sounds like, you know, a bajillionaire, you know, actor, superstar yelling yes. at people who don't make nearly as enough money as he does. You have to understand that these guys all make these movies. These guys have spent an incredible amount of time together over the years, mm -hmm. an incredible amount of time oh, together so over the, the years. Team. It's this it's always the, it's the, the same sort of core group of people who are they, they know and they have that relationship where mm -hmm. you can be this honest with with the, the people you work with. So I don't think it was an I'm, I'm better than you flat. Gotcha. Uh, but I'm sort of, he never mentioned that people are dying. It was only about the money. Mm -hmm. It was only about the industry. It was only about the jobs. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it wasn't about the safety of the individuals. It was about not shutting down this movie. Yeah. And so that part, I was kind of like, man, I don't know. But there's a part of me that just agrees with him. You yeah. know, there's, there's, I, I get, like, I get where he's coming from. Like, I get the frustration. Because if production on that movie shuts down it has before it already has yeah. and you are then looking at how many ever people on that crew in that room or on that set that day all now have to get tested which adds yeah. to the delay and then once every single person is cleared yeah. then you can get back to work and going into the holiday break what does that mean oh, going back to work are we looking dollars. at are we looking at going back to work potentially in February, which yeah. then pushes the no, release no, no, date back again? Yeah, no. So I don't know. I mean, like, there's a, you want to hate on him for it, but there's just you also know that some people just need to be talked to, to that way. Yeah. I guess, and I we don't, don't know. know if this same group of people that he's talking to, maybe it's happened already in the past. Oh, I'm sure it has, right? And they yeah. like politely said, "Hey." When you guys are gathering yes. around the computer monitor, mask up. Right. And this isn't Christian Bale yelling at his crew because somebody was in his eye line. Right. You know, this isn't that. Yeah. This is something different. So what happens now when he knows that that audio has been released everywhere? <sighs> I don't think he cares, to be honest with I you. I do. Because oh, I think I he, he would just oh, yeah. play it off Image like... Image is everything. I think Image he would play is... it off like, I'm just trying to keep everybody... Uh, keep the no, set safe. That's not the point. But it's the, the way he talks to no, people. No, it's the way he talks to Tom Cruise. Right? Yeah, yeah, Tom Cruise doesn't talk to people like that, you know? I mean, I'm sure he does, yeah. but to us... He doesn't want everybody to know that that's how he talks yeah. to people no, when he's outside. The rule will be turn off your phones and put them in this box. Oof. Yeah, good luck. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Billboard released their list of top tracks for the year. And it's no surprise when you see the list of names in their top 10. Louis Capaldi, Maren Morris, Maroon 5, Drake of Future, Harry Styles, The Baby, Dua Lipa, Roddy Rich, Post Malone... And according to Billboard, the biggest song of their 
the year goes to the weekend blinding lights. Right? The biggest song. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what Billboard ended up doing, though, on top of this list, was to give people kind of like a refresher and say, by the way, here are the songs, the biggest songs from 2010 and also the year 2000. Oh, snap. To go know. back. And when you hear some of these songs, you're like... There's no way these songs are like 10 years old. But sometimes songs have a timestamp in your memory. Yeah. And you fully believe. So in 2010 on Billboard's list, you remember this? I can't believe this song is 10 years old. Hey, Soul Sister from Train? Bro, to me, this feels like it's 25 years old. Really? Yeah. This doesn't feel like 10 years old to me. Yeah, this was number three on their list. Third biggest song in 2010, according to Billboard. No, to me, like Train and Soul Sister and all that stuff, to me, that feels 20 years ago. Okay, number two on their list goes to Lady A, back then known as Lady Antebellum. Need you now. This is a monster hit. Number one on their list for 2010. You ready for this? Yeah. This will blow your mind. Kesha, I miss Kesha. Man. So do I. She was so fun. Okay, so now we take it back 10 years before that. So, so the year 2000. So we're talking, what, 20 years now? Yeah, we're talking 20, 20 years, years ago. now. I was so a young man. On the Billboard year-end list, Tony Braxton was on there. Matchbox 20 was on there. Lone Star, Savage Garden, Destiny's Child. Savage Garden? Yeah. Uh, Joe with I Wanna Know. And then you get to your top three. I don't know what that song is. I have no idea what this is. Santana, Maria Maria, you don't remember the song? No, not at all. The year 2000 was a real weird one for me. Really? third biggest song according to billboard of the year 2000 no i was in another world in the the year 2000 played by carlos santana no i remember the song santana did with uh the guy from uh matchbox 20 yeah rob Rob thomas Thomas. smooth this track oh i remember this song because this this was unavoidable was the second top song on billboard's list of- santana made it two out of the top three yes wow you gotta be kidding me man respect so the year 2000 here's what billboard had as their number one biggest song that year ready for it mm-hmm. <laughs> come on yeah. Faith Hill. Breathe. Faith Hill. Monster song. This was a monster. Yeah. This was another one of those songs that was just unavoidable. Yeah. Like you couldn't you couldn't live a life without having nope. this song hit you at some point. It was everywhere. Your mom's everywhere right now going nuts. Oh, Love that song. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, can you play me that Post Malone stuff? So he was one. Who was? He was on what? Kimmel last night. Mm-hmm. 
I love Post Malone. I love watching Post Malone interviews. He's so just charming and endearing, and he loves Crocs, and he's all tatted up. And I became a Post Malone fan way after everybody else did. Yeah. Had a greater appreciation for his music. Uh, you are the one that made me love Post Malone. So I probably, oh, really? fell, yeah, I probably fell in love with Post Malone after you because it was the song from Spider Verse where I, <sighs> yeah, where I really built an incredible appreciation. And it was after that track where I start. What was that song called? Sunflower. Sunflower. That Thank is actually you. my favorite Post Malone song. Yeah, and I, and again, I don't know if that's indicative of the sort of like I don't know if that's his starships. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like to me. Like I like Nicki Minaj, but I like Starship's Nicki Minaj. Sure. And whether she likes it or not, I don't know. But that's to me is my favorite Nicki Minaj. Um, Sunflower is my favorite Post Malone. Whether that is to him a great representation of what he does, I don't know. Uh, but Post uh, Malone, as you said, he likes things. He just yeah, man. He just likes. I, I would guess. Starting a beer pong league? Yeah, like, just like regular just, everyday things. I, I really dig right, the beer guy. Beer pong, I really uh, his Crocs, yeah. and then listen to this. I heard you like to go to Costco. Do you go to Costco, <laughs> like the one near your house? Yes, sir. There's a Costco maybe 10 minutes from here, and um, I, I never knew the beauty of Costco. And one day I woke up and I had like an epiphany, and I was just like, let's go to Costco. Yeah. So we get up, get out of bed, go straight to Costco. I got my membership card. It's the worst picture on the back I've ever seen. <laughs> but it's a beautiful place. It is. It's like heaven. <laughs> Will you wait in line for the samples or does that not interest you? I'm not a simple guy. You know, I'm not a very patient guy. Me like, neither. Get, in and get out, get my goodies. <laughs> I am against samples and people find this shocking. If you right. love Costco, they assume you're lined up. Those people in the line just get in my way. No, I think we should just get rid of the samples completely or let you just sample stuff off of the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? It would be a war zone in there. Oh, my God. If they allowed people just I, to sample stuff off the shelf. I don't have the, the Costco gene, man. I At all. The Costco. They're on no, sale no, no. right now. Yeah, no, the Costco jeans? No, no. I mean, I can't do oh. Costco. I don't have it in me. I'm not one. I'm not one of those. I'm not like Posty. Oh. Oh, Is it I because just like Costco. you just no patience whatsoever? No, it's too overwhelming. I don't mm. like like even Walmart for me is too overwhelming. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's just I, I I like specifics. Like I like specific. I don't mind Costco. Yeah. I always feel like I'm in Honey I Shrunk the Kids because like I lift the big laundry detergent. I'm like I feel so small. Yeah, and it's yeah, and everything is just like everything is so overwhelming, and I don't have the space to put anything. Like That's I don't true. I don't have a Costco house. Like I don't have a garage. Yeah, and I don't have a, I don't have a space to, I don't have the space to put all the extra stuff. Like yeah. it's it's crazy, and I don't need that many of one like of those things. Like you know me, I shop every day. Yeah, right? like I go to the grocery store every day. I buy like a bag and a half of groceries or but whatever you're buying, it is every like, day. So many different things. I agree that a place like Costco isn't meant for a person yeah. like you. I bought a package of toothpaste. Uh, over a year and a half ago, and I'm still using the package. How many? Like, was it just Wait, a giant there was, tube? No, there was no. eight tubes. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I think, I think right. yeah, you have to explain it, because Ross, in his mind right now, is picturing, like, a novelty-sized giant yeah, tube. Yeah, that, that, like, it has and a you foot step on it with a foot. <laughs> yeah. Like, it Can just sits in the corner of the bathroom or something. <laughs> like, you know what it looks like? It looks like, you know, in offices, how they have the water dispenser? It looks like, that's what I picture. If only, instead of the big blue jug of water, it's just a big giant thing of crest but that's that's not the way though right sidebar though about this yeah um because you're seeing celebrities do these zoom interviews and stuff yeah his house i was so shocked it's not what i thought it would look like at all what did you Post think it Malone's. would look like 
Well, his is very fancy. It had a nice big leather couch and nice walls and your, stuff like that. Your version of fancy is so, like, fancy is so subjective. He's you know got a leather I, couch and walls. You know what I mean? He's got... <laughs> anyway, Post Malone apparently loves going to Costco. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Christmas is next Friday, bro. Bruh, I know. Seven shopping days left. Yeah. Not oh, yeah. to stress anyone out. This is when Matthew and I do the fun rule at home where we're not allowed to pick up each other's packages. <laughs> yeah. You mean year-round rule? Also, also, also pick up. Uh-huh. Sure, buddy. <laughs> what I really meant was we're not allowed to go to the concierge and if there's a package for one or the other, usually we grab it and just bring it upstairs. Right. But this year... But you don't know what's inside, so... That's the thing, because now it's gift time, right? Yeah. So if there's if the concierge is like, oh, there's one for Matthew as well, I'm not allowed to go anywhere near it. Right. No, but you can just bring right, it upstairs right, and right, like right. not no, open it. No, cannot. Why? Because then you could see who it's from. Because it'll have the, the post just, sticker on it or whatever. Then so. just don't look. Hey, rules is rules. Wow. Right? But there's two gifts under the tree for me. <laughs> and? That's it. I didn't put anything under the tree yet for him. Oh. Oh. So why not, though? At Wait, what did point- you not get it? Anything no, no. Yet? I got him a whole bunch of stuff. It's a mishmash, right? So I got, Tell us. I got him right bath balls and candles. <laughs> God, okay. For God's sake. Mishmash. Okay. <laughs> What's in your package? Balls? That's a, you can't, this has to be a joke. You can't be. You cannot be serious right now, Maury. You can't be serious right now. About the bath balls and the, the candles? Yeah, yeah. yeah anyway. I'll tell you, but what is interesting is I, um, there was a couple places that um, I ordered from locally, and I wish I could find, I'm looking at my phone right now if I sound distracted. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, and, oh yeah, so I ordered from a place, I, there was a couple things locally that I that I wanted to do, and I'll tell you, um, if you say from where, are you going to ruin a present for someone? No. Um, what time is it? I, mean, I might. But I ordered from a place called um, Likely General mm-hmm. in in Toronto. And they were so great. And they hand deliver things. Oh, that's right? nice. Like that's the thing is they hand deliver stuff. And it came in like a little bag. She texted me when she was, you know, super close. And it was awesome. But again, it, it's not like ordering from Amazon where it comes in a bag like from their shop. So you know. So you clearly know that that package, like it's not even a package. It's just like in a little. It's just like in a little well, I guess bag. If, if right? you're talking to the actual store, can you not say, "Hey, if you have a grocery bag in the car, can you just throw it in there?" No, but what am I getting? Like you know, they're on their way. They're hand delivering something on a Saturday. I'm gonna yeah. be like, "Can you stuff it up your jacket and walk to the, <laughs> in the alley?" You know what I mean? Like you're asking a lot of a local business at that point when you're, you know, like you have to be the one that keeps it a secret. They will deliver it to your house, and she was really good. I think her. So, I think the. I think her name was Brooke. I think it was. Did you yeah. have to stand outside then and and wait yeah, for her? Yeah, yeah. I no, she just left it in the in the mailbox and then texted me. Was to Catherine say that home was at the there. time? She was, yeah, mm-hmm. but I snuck it in. We do we have a whole thing of where if the door creeps open a little bit. Packages. She's like, Yeah, we don't touch each other's packages around the holidays. <laughs> yeah, just like you more. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello? Yo, Root Vic. Uh yeah. It's Ronza Mocha. No way, what? It's Ronza Mocha. 
Oh my god, that's insane. Did I, just... I did not think you guys would get that. <laughs> did you just call him Rutabaga? No, his name is Rootvik. <laughs> oh, Rootvik. Yeah, Sorry. and he texted us and said, yo, how do I talk to you guys? So I'm just calling you back. Oh my god, you guys will not believe it. I've been I've been working at a co-op for the last four months, and like I've been constantly trying to like text in and I just never thought I would reach you guys. And this is literally my last week. Are you in the co-op right now or are you like in the bathroom so, it's very hollow where you are yeah yes no no i'm actually using my uh my earbuds let me turn that off yeah it sounds terrible hello can you yeah. hear me better now yeah, yeah, there we go better. that's way better because sometimes when we call people back after they text us they don't think that we're gonna call them and they're like <laughs> sitting on the can or something yeah no i'm i'm in bed right now so what happened was um i'm supposed to be at work because uh, i have to go in because they don't have like a work from home infrastructure mm-hmm. but for some reason, I think there was like a fire in the building, so they just told us to stay home. <laughs> and I was just like, well, let me just text Roz and Mocha, let's see if I can get on the show. And like, my sister doesn't believe that I can talk to you guys, so I was like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> Why doesn't your sister believe that you can talk to us? Because I'm just like, I had like, I have this um, suspicion, like obviously it's not true now that I know, but I used to think that because of my name, like it was hard to get on a radio show just because how hard it is to print, like, pronounce oh but yeah if you know this show one you know i butcher everybody's name and two you know i remember nobody's name afterwards (laughs) your name your name has absolutely no bearing whether you get on the show or not right yeah i've been listening to you guys for so long um it's just crazy to actually talk to you like i remember listening to you when i was in high school It's, it's insane how old are you now? Uh, I mean, I'm 21. It's it's only been like four years since I graduated. But, but you were like a kid when you started listening. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like you guys are so big now. Like it's just hard to like comprehend. And I've been listening to your podcast recently. Yeah. And like you you guys started doing Snapped ever since um, quarantine started. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's it's so funny <laughs> just hearing you and Mori go at it. Yo, I hate hate that game so much you know the last time we played it i know the last time we played it i said the time before that i got like pretty bad bruising on my neck the last time we played it the skin on my neck not only did it bruise but i got snapped so hard a couple of times that the skin actually raised and there were like two (laughs) raised bumps on my neck that you could see from far away because i was walking into the kitchen jenna was in the kitchen when i got home and she looked at me and she goes, did you guys play snap today? <laughs> and I was like, why? She's like, go in the mirror, go look in the mirror, oh, look at your neck. No. And I saw these two raised lines yeah. right snap, on my neck. But, snap, by the way, is uh, Mori and Mocha um, put these huge ru- rubber bands, elastic bands around their necks. And if you get a question wrong, you have to hook your thumb underneath the rubber band, extend your arm all the way out and just let it go. And it snaps back. And that's why the game is called Snap. Um, it is absolute hell for these two guys. <laughs> uh, but it is so entertaining for people. Like, I don't know how, even after COVID, COVID is over. I don't know how we go back to playing pinched. Like, I don't know how we abandon Oh, snap. well, we have to because the people are going to want it. No, I don't think they are. No, the show, the, the Snap game is just too popular now. You yeah. can't let it go. Hey, I agree. Rubik, shut up, man. I agree, Rutabaga. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, uh, thank you very much for texting in. We appreciate the love. We appreciate the fact that you take time out of your day to listen to our show. Thank you guys so much for doing what you guys do. Oh, no, man, it's, thank it's, you. It's thank great. you for spending time with us, Rutvik. We appreciate you, bro. Thank you. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Canadian-born Eric Bauza 
Uh, you're gonna know his name. Actually, you're gonna know his voice real, real soon. Yeah. So HBO Max just relaunched Looney Tunes. Right. You oh, remember Looney Tunes? Yes. Like all the classics: Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky uh, Pig. And he's doing a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to doing all the voices. Like he does the absolute most voices on the relaunched Looney Tunes. But he was also a Ninja Turtle. He's also Luke Skywalker in one of the cartoons. Eric Bowser, welcome to the Raz and Mocha Show. How are you, man? What's up, Raz and Mocha? <laughs> Whoa, dude. You got to be kidding I gotta me. You, I got to tell you guys, I'm a huge fan. Wow, dude. You are so good at this. Congratulations. How, How you guys doing? Oh, listen to oh, you, okay. Mr. Okay, hold on here. You can't you can't do Bugs Bunny and then come on and sound like a man. Like there there needs to be like there have to, you, have to, you have to transition out of Bugs. It's too drastic for people. It is truly an honor to be on here with you guys and, uh, you know, being a Canadian abroad here in deep in California, the cesspool of COVID. It makes me homesick uh, to be away, but to hear you guys and, and again, all of Canada has just suddenly em- embraced me as, as this character, these characters. And, you know, all that homesickness goes away. So, Eric, you are now the voice of Bugs Bunny for the new Looney Tunes show. How'd you get the gig? Like, did you have to audition for it? Did they reach out to you? Pete Browngart, he's the exec uh, on um, Looney Tunes cartoons. And I worked with him on a show uh, called Uncle Grandpa. It was on Cartoon Network. I played a talking fanny pack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they they were, you know, going back to the drawing board, literally, with Looney Tunes cartoons, and they wanted that 1940s classic, you know, they didn't want to modernize it, they weren't from outer space, they weren't selling shoes, they weren't playing basketball with any superstars, uh, they were just going to be the Looney Tunes again. So, uh, so then I uh, sent in my audition, I ate like 50 pounds of carrots, and here we are, Doc. That's incredible, man. That's inc- So it's, it's uh, Looney Tunes relaunching on HBO Max. Uh, you do, of course, Bugs. Um, who else are you doing? Do you do Pepe Le Pew, too? Uh, yes, I, uh, I tune into my Quebecois voice for that, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, nowadays you have to be very careful uh, with, uh, you know, how close you get to people. Not just for COVID, <laughs> That's but true. hashtag me, too. Pe- Pe- Pepe Le Pew is problematic. <laughs> <laughs> what about Port- Porky Pig? Are you doing Porky? Uh, I don't. I don't do. I don't do Porky currently. That that's uh, usually goes to Bob Bergen. Uh, but let's let's be honest. The real star of the show is Staffy Duck, and that's someone that I do. Woo-hoo! Wow, that's not easy, man. Yeah. People have tried their whole lives to do a good Daffy Duck. That ain't easy. It's basically Richard Dreyfus with the list. <laughs> <laughs> and and okay, so and the other thing is, uh, you do Luke Skywalker. When did you start doing Luke Skywalker? Well, basically, uh, and, and oddly enough, that was a uh, a Canadian contract. They were doing Lego Star Wars uh, straight to DVD movies. And they were very much written like, you know, kind of like in the Naked Gun style humor, like a Zucker Brothers kind of movie. Right. Uh, uh, they would really play very straight, but the jokes were, uh, you know, for inside Star Wars fans. Uh, and I was actually recording those uh, in Vancouver, believe it or not. And Luke Skywalker, but man. It's all That's about, incredible. It's all about getting power uh, power converters at Tanshi Station. <laughs> wow. Oh <my> God. <laughs> and you do a very specific Luke, yeah. too. Yeah. That's incredible. You know, it's... it's it's the old school Luke with the big hair. <laughs> <laughs> and that open chest. <laughs> Eric Bowser. 
Hold it on. Was, oh, what? Maury wants to come in. Well, I, I don't know if I don't. I'm one. sure that you know that damn it, Maury fancies himself a voiceover actor. Um, when's the last time you landed a gig, Maury? Uh, like two years ago. Two years ago. Okay, cool. Uh, so what do you what do you want to what do you want to what do you want to do? You got Eric on the phone. What do you want to blow totally him away with? I can do some Bugs Bunny. Okay, so yeah, so Maury's gonna do Bugs for you, and you critique him. Okay, buddy. Okay. 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 Yeah, what's up, Doc? Damn, dude. All yeah, right. I knew well, I should have taken the left at Albuquerque. Yeah, you don't have to be nice, Eric. It's fine. You gotta get a little bit more of that pinch in the nose. Well, I don't know who that is. This is Bugs done. Bunny over here. You know, that's almost a like a thousand percent. Regis Philbin impression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you something from beyond the grave. This guy Maury, I think he's got. He's going to be a star. This guy is. This guy's Boncos. Wow. <laughs> wow, dude, you're so good. You're so good. Eric Bowser, the new voice of some of the, your favorite characters on Looney Tunes. Thank you very much for joining us on the Raz and Mocha hey, Show. One more thing. Did you guys get your Retro Kid gear? Yes, yeah, I, I literally you know just so did. I literally. It's sitting beside me. I haven't even opened it yet. Same. What is this? Open it. Open it. Open it. Open. It. That's oh. that's half of my company. I, I work with Steve Gaskin, and we make those shirts. Oh hold my on god! A okay, hold yeah, on a second. Yeah, we just it's got literally, these packages. I literally, today. it's sitting in a black bag right beside me on uh, on our desk. So I want to work. We want to work with you guys to do a Roz and Mocha collection. Yeah, that would be dope. Let's hold do that. Oh my god, here. there's so much in here, man. Oh, oh my, my god, god there's Mr. a Mr. Dress, dress Up. up. <laughs> oh my god, that's so crazy. <laughs> That's a gift from me to you guys, from me and Steve, Retro Kids. All right, Eric Bowser, the new voice of Bugs Bunny for HBO Max's Looney Tunes. Thank you so much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show today. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks, guys. That's all, folks. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So Mariah's still dominating, huh? See, <laughs> I got a couple. Oh, I, when yeah. this isn't gonna be a whole Mariah thing, more I'm literally just using this as like a tiny little thing here. We're not every uh, little bit counts. That's <laughs> what she said. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Thanks, more. <laughs> so what did Mariah do? So uh, Mariah, number one in the UK for all I want for Christmas is you, and also uh, Billboard writing Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You" officially. Re- Turns to number one on the Hot 100 for a fourth total week. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Imagine yeah. having a song that goes number one every single year. Guaranteed money. That's awesome. Guaranteed news. But she's doing it right. She's embracing Christmas. Um, and then people are not happy with Billboard, though. Why? So Billboard posted this. Sean Mendez is the youngest artist ever to top Billboard 200 with four full-length studio albums. Mm-hmm. Sean Mendez poses... Well, da, 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 da. So they made the claim. Yeah, they made the claim. Important information. Important information. They made the claim. Sean Mendez is the youngest artist ever to top the Billboard 200 with four full-length studio albums. So four full-length studio albums to go number one. Yeah, and then everybody else was like, "Um, "No." Maybe one more time in 99. Oops, I did it again in 2000. Britney in 2001 and in the zone in 2003. Oh, how are you going to throw shade at the How queen? are you going to forget about Britney? Wow. So then Billboard says, editor's note, this story has been updated to reflect the accidental omission of Britney Spears, who remains the youngest artist with four number one full-length studio albums. Mm. Mendez is the youngest male artist with four number one full-length studio albums. How do you forget Britney? I bet you it was somebody who, the person who wrote that article or made that claim put that out there is somebody who Britney maybe wasn't in their life or they're way but like on the is, younger you younger end of the demo but, but this this is like stats though like yeah. this this I don't is know. 
I don't you think know. they just forgot the word male? No, but it shouldn't. But you know, the headline was like it was a big, youngest sort, it was ever, a big yeah. thing. Youngest ever. It wasn't like they forgot male. They just forgot Britney. Yeah. But how do you forget Britney? Ooh, that's bad. Right? Like, like to on. me, that's wild. Yeah. That you. They never named. Did they name this, the, the, the person who sent that out? No, or no, no. Who did the article well, on that? What do you want to dox them? Do them? And you want to, like, like what, you want to oh, cancel yeah. them? No. It was a mistake. We don't, oh, you're messing with our girl now. <laughs> no, I get, I get that. <laughs> Come a few. I get that. But I, I would understand if it was like, I don't know, like Shirley Temple or something like that, where you're like, oh my God, the we got to go, go back to the 30s to, to figure out who had these number ones. the youngest ever win an Oscar. Thanks, Maury. But no, but I understand if it's that. But it's not that. Like, this is isn't something that happened in the no, 60s, I know. right? This is like, like recent this history. This is recent. Like, this is the like 2000s. In the, past, in the past 20 years. Yes. Yeah. Right? Like, this is know. recent history. So, so more on Mariah? No, there's nothing more on Mariah, Maury. Uh, but yeah, everybody, uh, all, all the Britney fans came out to defend Britney because of Billboard's massive, massive omission. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I have to talk about The Office real quick. Only because... We're winding down the time that The Office has on Netflix. At the end of the year, it switches over to the NBC streaming service. Right. And one of the things that NBC announced is that once The Office goes there, they have all this footage that they've never released before. Right. So in order to entice people, especially fans of The Office, to join that platform, they've said hey, by the way, we're going to start giving you all this extra footage now. Like new office stuff? Yes. Never before seen. Stuff that they edited out of all the episodes that mm. they've kept and they've re-edited, fixed up, whatever, to add as bonuses. Do you want that, though? I wouldn't mind it, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. I don't know if I do. Like, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind, like, some of the bloopers that I see, like, on their YouTube channel, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't mind that. Some of the uh, the extra scenes that were cut, I don't mind that. Yeah. And I guess they just have so much footage over the how many ever years that The Office has been in our lives. Right, 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 right. That right. in order to get people to, to come over to the platform, they're saying, hey, we have all this stuff. Yeah. And they released a clip of, I don't know if you remember the scene... When Michael went to Ryan's business school, he was asked to <laughs> yes, I he was asked to be a guest speaker. Yeah, and then the class they were all asking questions as to uh, how the paper company, how their little paper company, was going to survive against some of the big box stores. Yes, and how they would be able to meet the the demand that some of these big box stores uh, could offer to clients, and apparently. This is a scene that was filmed that they released yesterday that they said will be available on the streaming service that we had never seen before. And this is all part of the Q&A between Michael and the students at Ryan's business class. What are some of the public relations challenges facing an industry that pollutes the environment while destroying trees? (laughs) Well, for one, our company is, is a very green company. We use all recyclable toilet paper, which if you've ever met some of our employees... Um, is a huge, huge savings. This woman named Phyllis and Kevin in particular, Kevin uses our recyclable toilet paper all too often. And frankly, we do cut down trees, but trees are a renewable resource, which is something you can't say about oil. Oil just doesn't grow on trees. (laughs) 
You can't tell me that you won't spend a little bit of your day just watching some of that stuff. So good. That was that character was so well written. My God. I know. And so well performed, right? Perfect. (laughs) So we have like 16 days until the office is out of our lives on Netflix and it moves over to the uh, the NBC streaming service. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Chantel, Roz and Mocha. What's going on with you? I am in a little bit of a bind. Um, my boss keeps hiring people that are just completely unqualified, and it is creating way more work for me. So here's the kicker, though, is I had originally thought, wow, no big deal. That's what happens at work. But what you do is you care for an 86-year-old woman. And when your boss keeps hiring people who don't know what they're doing, it really makes your life more difficult. But also this could become kind of dangerous. And you say it takes a lot of time and energy that goes into training them on your part. And then they realize they don't want to be in this profession or they can't deal with bodily fluids or simply are overwhelmed and thought that they would all have all they would have to do is read and make tea. How can you tell your boss how important it is that we hire someone with experience or should I just be grateful that? I have a job and not complain about it. Damn. So, Chantal, yeah. you're in a situation where in your profession, people are needed constantly. Correct. Mm-hmm. So is that why the turnover is so quick? Because people are coming in and then realizing it's not what they want out of this particular career and then they bounce? Not in general, but in my particular case, because my my employer, who's a super great guy on a personal level, um, he tends to lighten up the real deal of what's going on in our personal case. So he'll have mm-hmm. these interviews and sugarcoat it and kind of be like, hey, come in, you know, and, and make some light food. And then we'll kind of spend some time with her and, and get to know her. And then it's, it's, you know, the day will go by and then they come in for training. And by the time I meet them, it's, oh, no, no. Do you know how to do a blood pressure? These are her medication lists. This is how many times a day we do her blood pressure. Uh, she's on a special dietary needs of low oxalated foods. And, and then it's like, do you know how to do a blood pressure? It needs to be a resting zone. Do you know how to identify what's a, a danger zone? What could be a potential heart attack? Or... And I assume that the answer to all these questions are no. It, right, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, gets, it gets frustrating. So not in general. Like, there's great caregivers out there. It's just my, my boss is looking for people that aren't caregivers and then they don't realize that they oh do i want to do this for a living i didn't think i thought i could be more of a companion yeah this is an entry-level stuff here um people who do what you do tend to not do it for the money you tend to do it because it's almost like a calling you know you you have to be an individual who giving care and on that level is something that you're made of and this isn't a part-time job. And what you wind up getting is you get people who just sort of want to test the waters. You know, like, right. oh, you know, I don't really know what I want to do. I kind of want to do something like this. I thought about one time maybe being a nurse. Oh, there's an opening. And what, I just got to go read to old people? Done. This is a dream. Right. I love old people. I love my grand. I love them. And then when you actually get in there and you realize that it's a whole lot more than that, um, if it's not their calling, they're not going to be interested in it because it is, it's too much work both physically and emotionally to do it for minimum wage and he's 
it's not even right. that he needs to find people who are more qualified. He needs to find people who specifically want to do this. And I think that that's the hard part. Yeah. Chantel, have you had conversations with your boss about all these people that are that are coming in and it's just like not working out and why it's not working out? Yes, I I have. And I think the last one kind of maybe sparked his attention because um, the woman we hired had to come in to get trained again because she just wasn't getting it and totally not her fault. It's a lot to get when you're making food that needs to be low in oxalate. People mm-hmm. are like, what's low in oxalate? Or, or taking medication lists or blood pressures or walking into it's a tough. client having yeah. an accident it's on tough. the floor and not meaning to do that and understanding that, hey, just put some gloves on and you got to clean it up and mm-hmm. she didn't mean to do it and it was, it was an accident, right? Accidents happen just like kids. And so, and I'm talking about body fluids here. And mm. so I got um, that. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> super great. And had to come back to get retrained. Chantel, is there a, I don't know if you brought this up with your boss, but is there maybe a potential that when your boss is interviewing for the job, that you are also a part of that process. So you could ask the questions to the potential yes. new hires. Yes. That's what we're, we're, we're working with now since the last time, since I oh, kind okay. of explained that it's exhausting training these people and then they realize they don't want to do this line of work. The problem is, is now I'm seeing my boss sugarcoating and lightening up mm-hmm. the duties and I feel like I can't interrupt and project. So I'm trying to like say, well, well actually no, like this is what you have to do. And we, we kind of, it's important that we, I guess I'm just concerned for the well-being of my client. Of I want to make I- sure that she has her skills and, and someone yeah. that can take care of her. And I think that that's what you need to stress with the boss is that for every time he sugarcoats something or you're not straight up about something and then somebody comes in that you have to then train and then train again and then train again, that the only person who loses in that entire situation is the client that you're taking care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I yeah. think that you have to explain it that way, that this isn't about you. It's not your frustration. It's that every single time you have to repeat this process, it takes away from the care that you should be giving to the client, which your expectations for care giving to this client or any client are extremely high because they should be high. And you can't keep training people who just don't want to do this. If somebody wants to do it and they don't have the skills, they can learn. But you can't make somebody want to do this. So so as soon as before somebody even walks in that door, the one thing that you guys need to know is that this is something they want to do. And in order for them to determine whether they want to do it, they have to know what they're doing. And that goes back to being honest in the interview. Right. They need to want to care. Yeah. So you got a couple options there, Chantel. Yes, that's huge. Thank you, guys. All I appreciate right. that so you're much. You're welcome. And uh, thank you for, for everything that, that you're doing on a day-to-day to, to help everyone Oh, my God. There. No, thank you for you guys. I play my I play your podcast all day as I'm working, <laughs> you know, in and out when I'm, like, don't have to be directly with my client and I'm doing, like, laundry or cleaning stuff or, or this and that and cooking. And you guys just make my day go so much faster. No. I'm constantly laughing. All of you guys, even Maureen and Shem and, like, everybody, just thank you. Aw, much love to you, Chantel. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. Thank you so much. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. How do you feel about this uh, Tommy Lee, Pamela Anderson Hulu series that's in the works? I had no idea. I had no idea they were working on this. I thought it was weird casting. So the guy that plays Winter Soldier in the Avengers, uh, Sebastian Stan, he's playing Tommy Lee. Uh And then Downton Abbey's Lily James is playing Pamela Anderson. Cinderella. Cinderella, yes. Yeah. 
she's um she's Pam and but I wasn't interested in this at all because it, to me the just the unauthorized what I, I don't I don't even know I don't even know but then I found out who was producing it who Seth Rogen wait what yeah so Seth Rogen's producing it and Seth Rogen is set to play the guy who steals their sex tape. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. So Okay, so that I didn't so know. I think it's going to be more of that. More comedy? I yeah, I think it may be I think it may wind up being more about this sort of story of the sex tape than it is okay. about their crazy wild relationship. Gotcha. See that okay, now that makes sense. Right. Because I'm not interested I, in a tormented relationship between Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. Yeah, I don't want to watch, you know I don't want to watch somebody who's, you know was clearly a, an abusive relationship and Yeah, that doesn't interest me. It, now just, yeah, it's not it's, Seth Rogan is a perv who stole the sex tape. Yeah, and, and I don't even really remember the story. I think it might have been like a contractor that was working in their house or something like that. Like that I don't even it? remember. Yeah, that that stole it. But because that part of the story is very interesting, because that was the first one, mm-hmm. right? That was the 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 first celebrity sex tape that wasn't staged, where it was actually stolen, and it, and it wasn't. Uh, and then it they those two, um, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, were the first ones to go through what then Paris Hilton went through, which is they had to make the decision of this thing is going to come out. Yeah. So what do you do about it? And you have two choices. You can not profit off it or you can profit off it. You can do some sort of deal with whoever has it and the courts weren't going to stop it from being released. And like that thing came out on VHS. My question is, how did like the person who stole it so the guy that Seth Rogen is going to play. Right. Was he like in their house, like just watching random videos and seeing no, what was there? No, no, I think they were contractors. And no, I know, but he would have, like you have to know specifically. No, no, no. I, I think that just a lot of stuff went missing. Oh, he just like yeah, just took yeah. a bunch I, of stuff. I think, gotcha. I think that sort of was. I and think was that, like, I think, oh, I wonder what they're watching at yeah, the well, VHS well, tape. Well, no, 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 no. Because it was in there. It, was, it wasn't a VHS tape. It was back. It was their, their camcorder. Oh, I wonder what's on here. Yeah. So you just walk out of the house with the camcorder. Gotcha. And then you see, hey, what's on here? And it's, oh, Pam and Tommy on a boat. Wait a second. Tommy's not wearing pants. What? Yeah. And then so on and so <laughs> forth. And then that's how the story's written. Right. Yeah. So so yeah. So I don't know I don't know what it's gonna follow, but I think they're doing like five or six episodes. Yeah. And, and it's all gonna be on Hulu, by the way. Yeah, it's all on yeah. So I don't know what that means in Canada. Um, but yeah, so at first was I interested in watching the Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee story? The answer is no. Same. Um but after I found out Seth Rogen's in it and he plays the guy who steals their sex tape, I'm like, okay, I'm interested now. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Are you ready, Roz? I am ready. Are you ready, Mocha? Oh, listen to this. That's a good beat right there. Let's do. Let's do the news! A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. So there was a Disney investors conference yesterday, and this is where they just threw down everything. Um, they got 10 new Star Wars shows that are going to be in production in movies. 
a lot of Disney Plus shows. Like a lot of Disney Plus shows. I'm here for so it. So some of the big highlights are um, Hayden Christensen is going to be reprising his role as Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Oh my God, this is so good. Kathleen Kennedy revealed that the show begins 10 years after the events of Revenge of the Sith, where he faced his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice Anakin Skywalker, then turned into the evil Sith Lord Darth Vader. Spoiler alert, just in case anyone hasn't seen those movies. She teased that Anakin will square off again against Obi-Wan Kenobi, which she billed as the rematch of the century. But he has the higher ground. Since there's roughly a 30-year gap between Sith and A New Hope, they're going to fill that with everything that went on with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. I'm, bro, I'm so excited. I'm not. Why? You don't want to know? I think it's time to move on from the original characters. Really? Yep. I'm interested in this. No. Are they giving it to Favreau at all? No. Not that one. Mm. Um, So he's coming up. Also, um... Patty Jenkins, who's the director of Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984, is going to be helming Rogue Squadron, which is a new feature film. The film will, quote, introduce a new generation of starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in a boundary-pushing high-speed thrill ride and move the saga into the future era of the galaxy. Kathleen Kennedy also briefly mentioned that Taika Watiki is developing a new Star Wars movie, which wow. he will be directing, and he's co-writing the script with Christy Wilson Cairns, who wrote 1917. She didn't mention anything about a Star Wars trilogy, though, a new mm. trilogy, which was the big announcement back in 2017, is that they were going to, it was, first it was supposed to be, I think maybe it was Gareth Edwards, I don't, one of them, and then and then it was Ryan Johnson who was supposed to be getting a trilogy. Oh, boy. And both of those went <laughs> away. He just screwed up the whole franchise. It was a four-hour presentation. Damn. They had ten new Star Wars shows, yeah. including the, how do you say, is it Ahsoka? Yeah. The, then the character from Mandalorian? Uh-huh. So Ahsoka with Rosario Dawson is getting her own show. Wow. Written by Star Wars Rebels creator Dave uh, Filoni, produced by Filoni and John Favreau. So that's wow. a, this so is the where, same Mandalorian folks. Yes. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So that'll be the spinoff from the Mandalorian. Um, there's also another one, another spinoff from the Mandalorian called Rangers from the New Republic. And aside from the Mandalorian spinoffs, one of the most intriguing shows is the Lando Calrissian show, which, again, I'm not a huge fan They're of. They're doing a Lando one? They're doing a Lando mm-hmm. show. Maybe I'll skip that one. Uh, Justin Simeon, who is the creator of Dear White People, is developing the story, though it isn't confirmed whether Billy D. Williams or if Don Glover will be reprising their role as Lando Calrissian. Hmm. It was also announced that uh, Kevin Feige had said that uh, for Black Panther 2, they will not be recasting uh, T'Challa, which was made famous by Chadwick Boseman. He says, to honor the legacy Chad helped us build through his portrayal of the King of Wakanda, we will continue to explore the world of Wakanda and all the rich and varied characters introduced in the first film. So um, Ryan Coogler is slated um, to write and direct. Nice. So there we go. We're going to get that again. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres announced yesterday that she has COVID-19. 
Uh, she said that she's feeling fine right now, but anyone who has been in close contact with her needs to be notified and follow all proper CDC guidelines. Now, so everybody she works with? So all the people she works with, obviously, most of her interviews on her show have been Zoom. However, mm-hmm. she's had a couple big in-person guests the last little while. Was Bri- Bieber there? Brian Cranston, Justin Bieber. So they now will have to shut Ooh. it down for two weeks. You don't want Walter White being mad at you. Yeah, right? Don't forget, he already had it, so the question is, can he get it again? Well, the question is, yes, you can. No, the answer is, yes, you can. No, yes, but they've they've already proven that you can get it again. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just like, uh, you know, um, God, who was it where they were on one film that got shut down and then they immediately went to something else that got shut? Like, it's just wild, oh, right? yeah, yeah. It's just wild. Russia is telling its citizens when it comes to their Sputnik V coronavirus vaccine, mm-hmm. remember, Russia. Okay. Russia are some of the world's greatest alcohol consumers. Yeah. In order for the vaccine to do its thing and give it the best shot to do its thing... They're telling Russians that they need to stop drinking two weeks prior to immunization yeah. and to stay dry for two months following the immunization. No. Oh, there's no way. No. Russia going to have COVID for life. Right? That is, <laughs> two weeks before and then two months after? That's COVID. <laughs> Bro, that is, let me see. So you're asking eight, uh, 10 weeks, that's 10, 10 weeks. weeks of no alcohol. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I know that there's uh, so much brand new Taylor Swift. We'll get to more of that a little bit later on, but uh, let's not sleep on Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys. The song is called Matches. Ooh. I placed you in the air. Your energy everywhere. How old is this song? Uh-huh. It's borderline unfair. You know I can see your brain it's screaming my name. Your face says so much right now. Like whatever year it's from, it sounds like it's from that year. Backstreet Boys officially tweeted, what a glorious day it is. We've been asked about the possibility of a collab like this for the past 20 years, and today's the day. It's finally here. And then Nick Carter tweeted, thanks, Brittany. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. Oh, here we go. It's going to get good right here. Yeah, is it? Can I turn it off? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Winnipeg Police Chief um, Danny Smith says that that officer's behavior during a traffic stop this week was, quote, inappropriate and will be reviewed after the officer ticketed a driver when they questioned why he wasn't wearing a mask. I don't know if you've seen this clip. So I guess the officer had pulled somebody else over and then a car whizzed by. The officer felt that they whizzed by a little too fast, a little too close. So he went after them, pulled them over. He walks up to their car. They unroll the window. The driver in the car is wearing a mask. The cop, however, not. Now, he was going to get let them off with a warning, mm-hmm. and then all this happened. I just have a question. Yeah. Why are you not wearing your mask and you're yelling? That's that's not good. That's not safe for Okay, because I'm not within six feet of you. And you know what? If you want to do that way, I'll just write a ticket. Is that the way you want to do it? No, this? I'm, just, I'm just asking. Okay, well, so I don't, for, I'm need, just I don't need to step. wear a mask when I'm outside. Even if you're close, I'm just asking you. It's just a question. 
Okay, you know what? You can give me your stuff back. You're going to get a ticket then. Oh! Taps on the window. Is your license registration? See, since it bothers you now, I put one on, but he's getting a ticket. So. Yeah, thank you, yeah. sir. <laughs> that officer, by the way, sounds like a total uh, wholesome, right? I know. <laughs> okay, so uh, like, you know what? I'll just, I'm just gonna put it out there because yeah. everyone's thinking it. Yeah, this is exactly what Americans think that we talk like. Yes, it is. No, no, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if it bothers you so much, hey, eh, I'll just go yeah. put it on. This is exactly what I Americans know. think we sound like. I know. All of us. Uh, the chief <laughs> says, I think the officer lost his composure. <laughs> <laughs> I think his conduct was inappropriate for the circumstances. Uh, however, uh, Winnipeg, Winnipeg, um, they don't have the uh, authority to pull the ticket. So he says that that is now up to the Crown prosecutors, uh, whether they decide to review given these circumstances or, or not. Eh? Holy Listen. cow, eh? Oh. <laughs> um, standing outside, eh? <laughs> uh, FKA Twigs shows support for Sia after she alleges that Shia LaBeouf conned her into a relationship, an adulterous relationship. Listen to this. Uh, the words of praise uh, come after Sia shared her support for FKA Twigs in the wake of a lawsuit that she launched on Friday against Shia LaBeouf, accusing him of relentless abuse during their relationship, uh, alleging a assault, sexual battery, infliction of emotional distress, in addition to knowingly infecting her with an STD. In a tweet on Saturday night, Sia said, uh, I too have been hurt emotionally by Shia LaBeouf, a pathetic liar who conned me into an adulterous relationship claiming to be single. She goes on to say, I believe he is very sick and have compassion for him and his victims. Uh, just know in love yourself, stay safe, stay away. And then in a follow-up tweet, uh, Sia sent out her love saying uh, to uh, FKA Twig saying, this is very courageous and I'm proud of you, she wrote. And then Shia LaBeouf has not acknowledged the lawsuit directly, but he did release a statement to the New York Times that read this. Uh, I'm not in any position to tell anyone how my behavior made them feel. I have no excuses for my alcoholism or aggression, only rationalizations. I have been abusive to myself and everyone around me for years. I have a history of hurting the people that are closest to me. I'm ashamed of that history and I'm sorry to those I hurt. There's nothing else I can really say. So that wow. was Shia LaBeouf's uh, explanation to the New York Times. Uh, Taylor Swift, we know Evermore came out of a place of just almost necessity for her. When they finished Folklore, she had said that she just couldn't stop writing and uh, explained all that process to Zane Lowe and how she's feeling now about it. I feel differently today than I felt the day after releasing Folklore because even the day after releasing Folklore, Aaron and I were still bouncing ideas back and forth and, and we just knew we were going to keep writing music. I didn't know if it was for an album of mine or um, Aaron and Justin Vernon have a really amazing project called Big Red Machine. So we kept writing thinking maybe we were gonna do some Big big Red Machine stuff, but the things that we ended up writing really sounded more like, more like a continuation of folklore. So when I put out folklore, I remember just feeling so proud and happy, but still like foot on the gas, like let's keep, let's keep going. This is fun, I'm not finished with this. And everybody, all my collaborators, um, we all felt the same way about it. So we just kept going. With this one, I have this feeling of um, of sort of quiet conclusion and sort of this weird serenity of like, we did what 
we did what we set out to do and we're all really proud of it. And that feels really, really nice. You've been See? enjoying that album all weekend yeah, too, man. man. So on Cameo, Maury, come in here for a second. On Cameo, Cameo is a site where like celebrities, like like maybe a couple of B-list celebrities, but mostly C and lower mm-hmm. celebrities. You can go on Cameo and you can pay celebrities. They post what they charge and then you can say, yes, I will pay this amount of money. And then they can do personal greetings for you, birthday shout outs, corporate appearances, all of this stuff. And we learned last week that Kevin from The Office uh, <laughs> is the number one earner on celebrity earner on Cameo. Like made, he made a right? million dollars Just in 2020. Just is uh, the soup guy from Seinfeld. Right. Yes. The, the soup Nazi from yeah. Seinfeld. Really? <laughs> uh, so, there you, so that's the kind well, of world it is, right? He says, like, no birthday for you. Yes, stuff like that. Yes, yes. No promotion for you. Um, So um, uh, Bruce Buffer, who is the in-octagon voice of the UFC, you may have heard him say stuff like this before. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Live from the sold-out HSBC Arena in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. It's time! There we go. Classic I Bruce Buffer. love it because now the crowd gets yeah, into it. Yeah. So he charges $299 per cameo. Wow. Which is a lot of money on Cameo. Wow. I charge ten. Yeah, Maury charges ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bruce Buffer. Shows you the level of celebrity, right? <laughs> I, know, I, know. I said it's C and down. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm the Maury, down. You're like W. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, um, so he charges two hundred ninety nine dollars per Cameo, and somebody paid Bruce Buffer two hundred and ninety nine dollars to dump his girlfriend. <laughs> It's time for Kaylee to move on. <laughs> yeah, that's so mean. <laughs> right. But I was slightly upset. I'm like, if you're paying that much money, how is he not doing maybe a little bit more? Oh, you wanted more. Like, just say something else. Like, you know, send him a script. Well, like, give a reason or something? Yeah. like oh, This is so mean. I feel bad for Kaylee. It's time for Kaylee to move <laughs> on. It's worth noting. It's worth noting. Bruce gets into his, like, you know, bedazzled suit jacket oh, to do sure, these, yeah. too. Well, he never takes that off. Listen, right? it's two ninety nine. I would expect <laughs> him to be you. in a, like, be dressed up. Like, yeah. be the Bruce Buffer that I know. Yeah, nobody wants to see, like, Bruce Buffer in a golf shirt. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you, <laughs> yeah. nobody, Sit no, on the patio. Yeah, the back. Nobody, nobody wants that. When you pay two ninety nine for Bruce Buffer to dump your girlfriend, put the, the, the sparkly jacket on, man. Yeah, and do the whole thing. <laughs> Like the more we play it, now, the more I feel bad for what Kaylee. What would hurt more? Okay, here's my thing. This is my question with this. What would hurt more if Kaylee was actually a huge UFC fan and a fan of Bruce Buffer, uh-huh. or if 
Kaylee's boyfriend, the guy that dumped her, was a huge fan of USC, UFC, and it was one of the things that she disliked about him the most. That like, one. she hated UFC. That one. Oh, it would be that one, I you think. You think that so? Yeah. Rather than being a fan of Bruce Buffer? <laughs> no, because then it's kind of cool. I got dumped by somebody I who I really I admire. No. Yeah, that's well, I mean, like... regardless, both scenarios, it hurts. Right? For <laughs> <It laughs> Kaylee. I know. And somebody then, check on that girl. And it's not even like you can go back to Bruce Buffer and say, hey, why? Because you're going to have to pay $300 for him to say, just come. <laughs> uh, Rachel Lee Cook is joining the cast of He's All That. Oh, yeah? Yes. Okay. But the weird thing is, is that she's not playing Lainey Boggs from She's All That. So but isn't he, it like a, a sequel? No, He's All or, That is a, it's a remake where the, the, the genders are flipped. Yeah. So if you remember in She's All That, Freddie Prinze Jr., was all pissy because I think he got dumped and then he made a bet with his friends that he could turn the nerdy art girl into the prom queen. Yeah. So he's all that is um, going to be starring Addison Ray, who's a TikTok star. And she's an influencer who gets humiliated online and then becomes hell bent on turning a nerdy guy into prom king. Mm. So I think Rachel Lee Cook is going to play her mother, okay. but not related to the character that she played and she's all that which i think is a little bit of a miss yeah like if you're tying everything together yeah right like have the same character also rachel lee cook is now in the years of where she's playing the mom if you can even believe that isn't that crazy i know isn't that nuts that addison ray girl she made uh i saw she made like big news a week and a half ago what she do? because she did a photo shoot and revealed to everybody, all of her followers, yeah. her new boyfriend, who's oh. this other like big time influencer. Oh, really? They all yeah. just like they all. I don't know anything about that world, but they're all it's incestuous. Oh yeah, like, they only I. they only stick together. Yeah, right. Like you're if you they all do videos together, they all do yeah, photos together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really like TikTok is really like another planet. Like they totally. all they have their own culture, they have their own citizens, they have their own everything else, yeah. and their own fame structure where nothing from the outside world penetrates it. Like yeah. Addison, like somebody like Addison. And Ray is like Brad Pitt in that world. Completely. You know, like yeah. it's it's crazy. And it was all from TikTok. It's all TikTok. Zack Snyder. So the big stories lately with especially the Warner Brothers movies. So they announced that 17 of their movies for next year, Dune and Suicide Squad, uh, they're all going to debut streaming as well as theaters. Mm-hmm. And Zack Snyder's Justice League was straight to streaming. This was HBO Max. HBO Max. And for one hour episodes. Four, I think it four, was? Uh, yeah, four one hour episodes. It's yeah. gonna be four hours. So that was what everybody was looking forward to. That they were gonna get this big giant Zack Snyder f- four one hour episodes of Justice League. But now Zack Snyder is saying that he hopes that it's released in theaters at the same time. So what? he wants to go the other way, where everybody else as a is four like, hour movie as a four hour movie. No thanks. Thank you. No. Uh, now they haven't said anything about it. This isn't even like it's kind of happening. It's just his wish for the movie. Okay. He also says that Zack Snyder's Justice League is most likely going to be R rated. Yes. Because of the violence? He says this. There's one scene where Batman drops an F-bomb. Oh, yeah. I guess the superheroes don't don't swear. Yeah. There's one scene where Batman drops an F-bomb. Cyborg is not too happy with what's going on in his life before he meets the Justice League. Yeah, because he's Cyborg. And he tends to speak his mind. And Steppenwolf is pretty much just hacking people in half. So the rating, the R rating, would be due to violence and profanity and probably both. Wow. So he's looking at an R-rated Justice League, if you're 
down with that. Mm. It's kind of are you are you you sound that interested in it? I mean, I've gone this entire time watching all these movies yeah. and not missed a swear word. No. Right? No, me so neither. I'm me okay neither. with that. Yeah. I mean, well, they used to say the they would the S word would pop up every now and then in like an uh, the early Iron Man movies, right? I guess. Yeah. But even that, I couldn't but, even I can't even verify. No. Right? No. But even even in the Chris Nolan ones, I don't think people swore. No. Did they? No. I don't I don't ever remember somebody swearing in the Chris Nolan ones. I just wondered, like, what's the what's the context for Batman dropping the f bomb? I know, like, out of nowhere, all of a sudden. But like, do you think it's like during a fight, or do you think it's like during like a love scene? Like, a love scene. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see what you did there. You tried to catch me. Well, I'm listening. Uh, okay, so Taylor Swift was on Jimmy Kimmel last night, and I guess what happened is. Um, the album cover of Folklore, there's like a hidden word in there, and that word is Woodvale. And a lot of fans are saying that that is the Easter egg. That's the clue that this isn't the last of it, that there's actually going to be a third album in this Folklore series that she's doing. I tend to be sort of um, sort of annoyingly secret agent-y about um, dropping clues and hints and Easter eggs, and it's... It's very annoying, um, but it's fun for fans and it's fun for me because they like to pick up on things. Um, and they'll notice lots of things in music videos or photos or whatever. And then sometimes um, I take it too far and I make a mistake. <laughs> and basically uh, when I was making Folklore, the album that came out back in July, I was too afraid to even unveil the title of the album to even my closest teammates in management. I didn't tell anybody the album title until right before it came out. And so I came up with a fake code name that had the same amount of letters as Folklore, chose a random name, chose Woodvale, wanted to see how it would look on the album covers, mocked them up, and then decided, I don't actually want to have uh, a title on the album covers. And we forgot to take the fake code name off of one of them. Is that true? <laughs> Is that really true? Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Negligence. Yeah. Not 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 secrets. <laughs> Roz and Mocha QA. Hello, Kay. Welcome to the Ask Roz and Mocha section of the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How are you? Hi, Mocha. I'm good. All right. So what's your question? Okay. So my question is um, for both of you, what is your definition of success? And what do you say that you yourselves are successful? Hmm. Uh, great question. What would your answer be? What is your definition of success? Um, I guess mine is <laughs> is monetary. So I guess that yeah. to me, that's the that's the one way to um, measure success. That's very obvious mm-hmm. uh, when you see someone that has a lot of material things. But just recently, I feel like I've arrived at a stage of my life where I am making amount an amount of money where I use I, I would like previously think was would make me successful but i've gotten here and i don't feel that way Mm. at all so why is that because like there's the 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 amount of of bills that you have and like the cost of things and just living right now um no it's just um i guess now that i'm making this amount of money all all i can think about is how much more i could possibly make okay yeah you Um, always want more right yeah which i i don't know if that's healthy but yeah, I was just wondering for both of you, because you guys sound really happy in your jobs and 
um, has great family lives. So I, I wonder if you feel successful with I, having all of that. Yeah, I'd say that you're I'd say that a definition of success is fluid. And it's never going to be always the same thing. Like when I had no money, I thought I needed money. You yeah. know, I thought that that would fix everything. I thought that it would make everything better. Um, when I didn't have a show and then we did have a show, I thought that that was going to fix everything and that was going to give me the sort of sense of success. I think that once you start setting those goals that you need to have out there just so you can crush them to feel successful. I think that what you're left with ultimately is sort of where I am now. And if you ask me years ago, I would have given you 10 different answers of what does it mean to be successful. But where I am right now, I would say that the ultimate sign of success is being in a place in your life where you can make risky decisions without absolute catastrophe if they go wrong. Mm -hmm. I think that freedom is success. And part of freedom is one, being able to walk away from something where you don't stress out. I think that freedom is being able to make decisions not based on money, but based on how they make you feel. I think that freedom is the ability to help build up other things or other people and not just yourself. I think when you get to the point of where you look around in your own world and you're like, okay, I'm good. Now what can I do to sort of help out other people or build something that isn't just all about me? I think that that's a great sign of success because no dollar figure that you have in your mind is ever going to be enough. It's never going to be enough. Yeah. As we said before, you're always going to want yeah. more. Yeah. It's never, it's never going to be enough. If it's, if it's just always about money, it will never, it'll never be enough. And money will make you happy. That's the truth of it. Um, because money allows you to pay your bills and it allows you to, uh, not have collection agencies ringing your phone every day yeah. and money fixes a lot of problems. A lot of the things that stress you out can be fixed with having money to fix those problems, but money's not going to fix you as a person. It never will. Dan Mori. Stairs. I've always said this. I'll feel successful when I finally own stairs. Right. Maury's <laughs> lived in apartments his whole life and has never had stairs. He's never been like, I'll just be upstairs if you need me. Oh, he's never had that. to say that. Yeah, he's never, he's never had that. So Maury wants stairs. You and Matthew should go down to the lobby of the condo. Right? Yeah. And then... You can say to Matthew, I'll be upstairs if you need not me. Not the same thing. That's a shared staircase. <laughs> yeah, it's um, true. It's not the same that's, thing. That's like so false you can't hope. even you can't even use the stairs in your own building? I do all the time to take the dog down, but those are shared stairs. There's yeah. one guy that runs up and down doing exercise. Yeah, it's not yours. Sure it's not yours. It's not yours. So why don't you guys move into a new place? Why don't you get like one of those loft condos where the bedroom's upstairs? Well, I will when I'm feel successful. Oh. <laughs> no, but but you said that stairs are going to make oh, you feel I know, successful. But I can't move into that now. I'll be broke. Like you can't get a new place especially with a two-floor condo for under a million. Right. Right. But you guys right, have been right. living in your in your current place for 12 10 years, years now? 12, 12 years. years yeah. Right? So the value of that must have gone up. Yeah, but you won't be able to get for whatever you sell this for, pay back the whatever's left on the mortgage and then get a new place. I mean, Roz is looking at me like he no, gets no, no, it. no, 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 no. I, I listen. Your mortgage payment's going to wind up going up a, a little bit, but I don't yeah. think it. I don't think it would go up a ton. I think that right now, 
um, especially if you're a renter right now. Like right now, it's it's a, such a crazy market, especially in the city we live in, because people are now who are renters ditching their places that they were renting and they're going to different sublets, like different condos and renting those places because they're getting more place for a much cheaper price yeah. per month yeah. because everybody's offloading all their Airbnbs. Yeah, and true. so they're looking at long-term renters. I see a moving truck outside my place all the time. Exactly. And that so that's that's what's happening. There's people that were paying two grand for a one bedroom condo, right? That are now paying eighteen hundred for a two bedroom condo. Yeah. Yeah. In the same the, building. Because all this property is up for grabs now. Yeah, in the same building. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh Mocha, success for you. Um, I think success for me, I feel um the first thing that pops into my mind is happiness. Yeah. How happy you are could equate to your success. I would say for majority of my career, I would consider myself successful, not monetary wise, but because I've been happy, like everywhere that I had worked at and I had enjoyed being there and I enjoyed just life mm-hmm. at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's always it always comes down to happiness. Mm. And then obviously now, you know, like be able much like what you said to help uplift other people um, to help provide for my family. Right? right. Without having to to worry necessarily. I think I would add in also successful. You'd feel successful if you can buy a nice bottle of wine, open it, <laughs> yeah. and not worry about, like, oh, my God, we're drinking this whole thing right now. Right, or what if you spill some of it and yeah. you're going to feel terrible. And I don't right? mean, like, you know, when it was 12. I mean, like, a good vintage. Like, like how much? <laughs> how much? Like how much? a $200 bottle of wine and not care. Oh, right. a.k.a. last night for me. Yeah, but see, I'll tell you this, more. Did you like, hear that? What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, last night and the night before. <laughs> yeah. And the night before that. Yeah. But here's the incredible thing, though. You would only do that if wine was your thing, uh-huh. right? Like, you would only do that if wine was your thing. Like, I could easily, and I'm not I'm not saying this whatever, but I, I could buy a $200 bottle of wine, right? But I just never would because but to me it's absurd. But when you spend 200 on yeah. the wine, are you okay to then buy, if you wanted to buy lunch the next day, you're fine? Yeah, I don't know, but I just <laughs> never, but... <laughs> But I just never would like like if you if you if you are a wine person and you say, God, I can't wait to get to the point of where I could really experience some of these things. I could take a trip down to California. We could go on these wine tours. I could buy this two hundred dollar bottle of wine that I just hear so much about. And I would just love to have it like if you're a wine person. But when you start making money, if you're not a wine person, you're still not buying two hundred dollar bottles of wine. Yeah, because it's not your thing. It's like, not, there's one it's bottle not that, I, that I really want. Yeah. And I see it all the time when I go to the LCBO on the website. I'm like, right. I can't. Can't do a hundred dollars right now on to, to drink something. Right. Which wine is it? Which wine is cake it? Cake bread. Cake bread. That sounds yeah. disgusting. Cake bread. That's, Who makes it? Cake bread. Oh, that's the, the name vi- of the. Yeah. But what is it like a riesling or no, what it's is a it? Red. It's a red. It's a red. And I always buy usually because it's in the reds, the section where like the 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 nice wines are. It's in the vintage sure. section. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I always look at. It, I'm like, oh, there's two here, and I know someone's gonna buy them, and they won't have any left. Right. Do you know what it tastes like? Do you even know anybody who's had it? What no. if it's awful? Oh, I know someone that's had it once. Oh, okay. And it's oh, the here best it is. wine ever. So, okay. uh, cake bread, it's a, a cab sove for yeah. $124. See? Wow. Oh, and there are two available online. What did I say? Oh. What did I say? They're yeah, only on. online? No stores? No, they have uh, the nearest store to where we are right now. It says right. that there are eight available. Okay. But hold on. Add to cart. One, two. <laughs> 
Luke is going to buy them all up. <laughs> okay. So, uh, same day. Yeah, I'll do the same day. Can you put like yeah. a little bit in a Ziploc no, for me? He's no, gonna, you know no, what he's going to do? He's going to make smoothies with them. Yeah. Just like <laughs> them. Cook pasta or something? Yeah, gonna, pour yeah, some out for the homies. Yeah, yeah. make a spaghetti sauce and just pour half the bottle into that. Burn off all the alcohol. No, you know what would drive Maury nuts? If I brought in these two bottles tomorrow yeah, yeah. and then just you and I had them. Oh, yeah. And, we and just I don't even them. like one, but I would do it because I know it would hurt. See, that's the definition. Of success when you could do that. Uh, yeah. well, but when you, you can, when you can spend a thousand dollars trolling somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kay. Much love to you and your family. Thank you, guys. Yes. Have again, a wonderful day. Again, that goes back to my yeah, thing bye. where you're able to make bad decisions without much repercussion. <laughs> that, <laughs> trolling somebody for a thousand dollars is a terrible decision. But man, whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Gia has a um, has a riddle here. I've heard of this one from back in the day. Okay. okay. There are five sisters in a room. Okay. Anne is reading a book. Oh, hold on here. Let me, I'm going to get my pen. Hold on. I'm going to do this one with Maury. Book. Okay. I'm going to write down, what, what are we writing down? What we think the answer is and showing it to you? Yeah. Okay, I'm cool. writing down all my work. Okay. Okay. There okay, are go. five sisters in a room. Five sisters in a room. Gotcha. Anne is reading a book. Okay. Mm-hmm. Margaret is cooking. Kate is playing chess. Yep. Uh, Marie is doing the laundry. What is the fifth sister doing? Hold on, can we just go back one question? Yes. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Holy. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Oh my God. Yo, Ross got it two seconds. Can I, can I ask my question? Yeah. Okay, so what was Kate doing? Okay, okay. so I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, the options again, <laughs> well, okay? I mean, you, you did that, but I'm trying to write down each thing. Here. Okay, there are five <laughs> sisters in a room. Yeah. Anna's reading a book. Yeah. Margaret is cooking. Yeah. Kate is playing chess. Marie is doing the laundry. What is the fifth sister doing? Marie, laundry. And before you ask more, yes, there is a fifth sister. She's not a ghost. <laughs> She's not <laughs> like, okay. It's not a trick. It's not a Margaret trick. Is Katie is playing chess. Marie is, is, is she playing, is the fifth sister playing chess with Katie? With Kate? Yes. With yes. Kate? That's it? Yes. Yeah. Did you look this up? No, because it takes two, you have to play chess with two right. people. Right. That's why I got it instantly. Well, that's boring. Why is it boring? Because like I, it's too easy. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Wow. Well, the challenge is out there. Okay, Anyone listening to the podcast, if you would like to uh, submit a riddle to the Raza Mocha Show, you're more than welcome to because Damn It Maury thinks that uh, this one in particular well, is a little bit This one in particular was because... Particular? <laughs> what? Particular? <laughs> this one was because the, right there, it takes two people to play chess. It would have been easier if, you, if Kate was playing solitaire. Well, then what's the fifth sister doing? Playing okay. chess. Playing chess. <laughs> Yeah, hold on here. I've never actually done this before. I've never actually just typed in world's toughest riddle before. Oh, good one. <laughs> Oof, geez, some of these are crazy. Um, you can go on to the next question. I'll uh, okay. let me let me. We'll go on to the next question, and then I will. Um, when I find a riddle, I'll uh, I'll get it for you. Okay, Chris says here: If social media was around in your childhood, what embarrassing moment would you be famous for? Damn it, Maury. The time in high school when I went into the wrong bathroom. Uh-huh. That could be one. I was in the girls' bathroom by mistake. I only knew I was in there because girls were there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And as soon as you walked in, you didn't see urinals. That's right, yeah. Uh-huh. So that'd be one embarrassing moment. Yeah, but you just walk in, you see them, and you just turn around and leave. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think of another one. Well, uh, what about the time when I was at camp and uh, got pantsed? Uh-huh. That would be on there. 
I got wedgied real bad in high school. I think I'd be famous for that, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, one time in elementary school, I peed myself. At school? Yeah. Yeah. I would, uh, I think I would be famous for that. Oh, the oh. time I've told the story many times. Uh, the time where I flew over the handlebars on my bike and split my, my chin open. Mm-hmm. That would have gone viral. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, gone, that would have gone viral. I remember the time Carlos Mendez whipped a dodgeball at my head. What else did he whip at your head, that Carlos Mendez guy? Anything? <laughs> well, you gave first and first last First and name. last. That's why I said that. <laughs> that kid's got some space in your brain. <laughs> like, I wonder if Carlos Mendez uh, listens to the, to the podcast. Yes, yes. Well, I tried to find him on Facebook. I haven't yet. Oh. <laughs> Any embarrassing moments for you, Roz? No. I was oh. perfect. Um, here, let me read you this riddle. <laughs> okay. Okay, this was a riddle, Maury. Uh-huh. This may take up the rest of the podcast. Oh, okay, here okay. We go. This was a riddle. Now it's often been attributed to Albert Einstein as the creator of this riddle. You know he failed math. Yes, thanks, Maury. <laughs> Carlos Menzies. <laughs> what was Mendez. the kid's last name? Mendez. Mendez right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. There are five houses in a row. Each house is painted a different color, and has a person of a different nationality living in it. Each person drinks a different beverage, smokes a different type of cigar, owns a different animal as a pet. Using these 15 clues, which person owns the fish? The Brit lives in the red house. The Swede lives has a pet dog. The Dane drinks tea. The greenhouse is directly to the left of the white house. The person in the greenhouse drinks coffee. The person who smokes Pall Malls has a pet bird. The person in the yellow house smokes Dunhill cigars. The person in the center house drinks milk. The, the Norwegian lives in the first house. The person who smokes blends lives next to the person with the pet cat. The person with the horse lives next to the one who smokes Dunhills. The person who makes blue mask drinks beer. The, the German smokes Prince. Uh, the Norwegian lives next to the blue house. And the person who smokes blends has a neighbor who drinks water. Who owns the fish? Wow. First of all, <laughs> diverse neighborhood. Very diverse neighborhood. Also, they all smoke. I know. <laughs> it's just a bunch of single <laughs> internationals. Smoking animal lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Maury oh. looks like his, his eyes are about to pop out of his head. That is apparently one of the toughest riddles ever Is there created. an answer? Yes, there is an answer. Who yeah. owns the fish? Yes, who owns the fish? My instinct is the person that drinks the water. Why? Because you need water for the fish. No, it's you, you're given, all of those you're animals, given. <laughs> you should drink water as well. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe could that could be the answer? There was no real clue as to who would own the fish. So this is a this is a, um is this but a I mathematical guess, riddle? It's you have to chart it out in yeah. order to do it. It's you 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 given the information that you have, uh, you have to make a chart and basically when you get to the end of the chart, if you've mapped it out correctly, it will tell you who okay, owns the fish. Okay, so can we fish. go slower through it? So no I can more. You will never get this. You'll well, never get this. But you said this person lives next to this, but like there could be a way. Okay, let me let me try a different one here, okay? Oh. Uh, Gollum's first riddle. In 1937, Lord of the Rings, Bilbo Baggins, the Hobbit, mm-hmm. finds himself riddle solving for, the, uh, for his life to escape the underground lair of the evil Gollum. Gollum tells Bilbo he'll grant him safe passage if he solves five separate riddles, the last of which was this. This thing... All things devours, birds, beasts, trees, and flowers, gnaws iron, bites steel, grinds hard stones to meal, 
slays kings, ruins towns, and beats mountain down. What is it? Oh, I know. Yeah. Write it down. This was the Gollum riddle. Do you even understand what I was saying, Maury? No. No. Okay. What is it? What is this thing? This thing all things devours, birds, beasts, trees, and flowers, gnaws iron, bites steel, grinds hard stone to meal, slays kings, ruins towns, and beats mountains down. Is it this? No, but you are on the right track. Dragon. No. But I'm on the right track? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So it may not even be an animal. Is it that? Uh, no, but you're, you're on the, you're on the, think of, think of how those things, especially the second answer that you just tried to give, Mm. think of what it would take for that thing to do all these things. Oh, I know. Bulldozer. No, not a, not a bulldozer. Not a bulldozer. Do you have any words of wisdom for me? Uh, Do better. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this thing all things devours. Birds, bees, trees, and flowers. Nas iron bites steel. Uh no. No, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so go Mother back to Nature. that go back go back to that middle one that you just had there, right? Yeah. In order for that thing that you wrote me yes. to do all of these things that I've just read. Yes. What is the other thing that is a factor in order for that thing to do all those things I read? There's a ve- there's a very important, even more important than the element, the thing that you wrote me, something else that it takes in order for those things to happen. Batteries. No, <laughs> it's not, not, not batteries. Not batteries. No, no. Um, th- okay, don't oh think of. Okay, you're thinking of an actual thing, like an actual. You're gonna kick yourself in the ass if I tell you. No, 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 no. In order for that to happen, right? Think of that. Okay, so that thing that you just possible answers that so thing, far. Okay, but that thing, I'm, I'm explaining it wrong to you, Maury. Just you can just observe this, okay? Because right now well, you said dragon. You said dragon and, okay. bulldo- and bulldozer okay. and bulldozer. Okay, Mocha's on to something here. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Mocha if the, the answer is dragon. I'm gonna be okay. very upset. I'm gonna give Mocha the clues. Okay. Okay. Because I can't. I don't even know where to start with dragon and bulldozer. Okay. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Mocha the clues. <laughs> okay. So Mocha, read out the things that you yeah. had said to me. So I said fire, and then water, right. and then earthquake, and then air, and then H2O. Okay. So dragons shoot fire. Yes, they do. But he never said dragon. That's why he's getting the clues. <laughs> okay. So in order for let's take water uh-huh. for instance. So in order for water to devour things like birds and beasts and trees and flowers yes. in order for it to break down Flood. iron and steel grind stones to meal it slays kings and ruins towns and beats a mountain down so if you are saying water uh-huh okay what would it take in oh, like order, a massive flood no in order for water to do that it's not the amount of water that destroys it a mountain to freeze oh ice no no, no. it's not oh. the amount of the thing that affects something. It's not the amount. It's oh. the condition. Nature. No. It's yes, you're getting closer with nature. You're getting closer with nature. It's not the amount of fire that it would take to burn down a mountain. It's not the amount of water that it would it take to erode a tree. 
Water, yes, but it takes something else, something far more important. Oh, like a tsunami. No. Force. No, not force. And it's not earthquake. You're going to kick yourself in the ass. It's not a tornado. You're going to say Mother Nature. What can slay a king? A sword. No. Something far more simple can slay a king. What did you say? Disease. No. (laughs) The thing that gets us all. Money. Oh, no, no, no. Heartbreak. No. What? Heartbreak. (laughs) Heartbreak. The answer. Well, like the king was like dissed by someone that, he, that didn't divorce. want to hook up with him? The answer is time. Oh, man. Yeah. The answer is time. So, again, it's not the it, water itself is not the thing. No, it's, it's how time. long yes. something would take. <sighs> A king can survive wars and battles and everything, but eventually what will take out the king would be time. time. Right. Bulldozer's faster. Bulldozer is faster, Maury. You're right. Already has a question for you, Ross. Uh-oh. And it's funny that this question comes up. Okay. Because this was a big discussion in our house oh. recently. Okay. Did Ross end up getting the furniture <sighs> from, quote, that store? Okay. So. Because the, people have been DMing, messaging couch. you about the couch yes. that you ordered, yeah. asking if it's, because we've never said the name of the store. No. Asking if it is from this particular store because we've come to find uh, in the past few weeks that other people have experienced yes. similar it, problems. And the reason why this came up in our house is because Jenna was about to order online something yes. from there, and I told her your story. Right. Okay. So but she didn't. Okay. So what I discovered, as we were saying, is that this company, this furniture company, um, their online sales are almost a completely different entity from their in-store sales or dealing directly but over the phone with the stores. And what I found out from calling two different stores is that when you are online, when you make an order online, it doesn't go into a queue, meaning that they fulfill X amount of in-store orders and X amount of online orders. What I was told was that online orders are not queued and the mandate is to fulfill in-store orders first and if there are any product left, then they start f- um, filling online orders. Meaning that if I order this, my couch in June, as I did online, but they only ship 15 a month to the distribution center, but 16 people ordered them in the actual store, they will all get theirs before I do. I only get mine after after they have more product than they do orders from in store. Mm-hmm. It's a real shady way of doing business. Even if the in store orders took place months after months after your June online order. So and if I, you're next in queue and somebody walks into the store and places an order, they bump you? They bump me. So mm. you'll never get this. Okay. Case. So uh, I had been dealing with head office. I'd been dealing with individual stores and I just I started calling back head office again. And I said I got a hold of somebody. So I'd been dealing with this one person there. Mm-hmm. And I called back the office and it went to voicemail. And then I called somebody else in that office and it went to voicemail. Then I went back to reception and I said something to the receptionist who put me back up and then somebody answered because it was it was coming from the receptionist. Mm-hmm. So somebody answered. And I actually got somebody on the phone and I told them, all of this. And I've never in my life spoken to somebody who was more confrontational than this, really? indi- than this individual was. And she kept trying to stop me as I was trying to explain this. And I said, no, listen, I'm just trying to tell you what I know about your store because I've been talking to people at your retail stores. And I think that this is actually really good information. 
And she said, what I recommend is going online and ordering this. And I was like, you're not understanding me. I ordered this like back in June. And now I've been told every single month that I just keep getting bumped and bumped and bumped and bumped and bumped. And so I tell her the whole story. I'm like, I talked to two people at two different stores. They told me about the queue. They told me about everything else. I was like, this is a problem that you guys need to address. She goes, sir, you don't even know who I am or what I do or whether I can help you. And I go, and I, yeah, and I go, so who are you? And she goes, that's not important. And hung up on me. No. Wow. And, and hung, oh up, and hung up on God, me. Oh, my God, dude. Okay. I would want a refund. Okay. So that was at about 6 o'clock on a Friday. Don't I, at about 10 p.m. that night, get an email from this company saying that my couch is there. Yeah? Yeah. At the warehouse? Yeah, at the warehouse. Nice. Right? Uh-huh. So finally, the couch is there. And I was supposed to get it delivered. And then they told me afterwards that they couldn't deliver it because I was 10 minutes outside of the postal code zone that they do the deliveries. Oh, no. Okay. So then I have to find somebody who's got a truck. I got to hire a guy for $150 to go and pick this thing up and drive it literally 20 minutes. You have oh. a truck. What's that? No, my truck's not big enough. This is a massive couch, a yeah. massive couch that I bought. And then so finally, I clear out the place where it's going in the living room. I get rid of the old couch. The old couch goes to the dump. Yeah. And finally, this thing is delivered. Uh-huh. Right? I open it up, put it all in place, uh-huh. and I don't like it. No! Are you, Are you serious? serious? Yeah. Why? I don't like it. Eh, it's just not for me. I don't like the color. Um, so, but the... <laughs> But the is it prob- comfy? But the, it's so comfortable. But the problem... <laughs> you just put a throw over it. But the problem yeah. is that Catherine and Roxy love it. They oh, love it. Man. Roxy is doing like somersaults on it because it's huge and she can do backflips and all of this stuff. And every time I go into that room now, I'm like, blech. But I think a lot of it has to do with the process that I went through to get it, right? Did the woman that hung up on you help you? No. I, no, this is my thing is I don't know whether that was just coincidence or whether she started busting balls and just didn't want to apologize to me. Whether she hung up with me and then made sure You'll I got one. I'll never know. I'll never know. You should call back. I'll never. I should call back. You're right. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, back. so yes, I did get the couch, and and I'm only okay with it. Oh man, isn't that the worst? <laughs> you should call back. Isn't that the worst? And have a conversation with her. Yeah. And when she asks if you got the couch, yeah. say no. But here's my. You know how I'm so petty, right? Like I'm so I'm I'm so like out of spite. I do things, and since then. I've had a couple of people reach out to me on DM from different companies going, bro, let it, we'll give you a couch, uh-huh. right? Like, just like say something nice about us on yeah. the, you know, on the podcast or do an Instagram post or whatever it is. And, and in my head, I'm like, I was just so fighting because I didn't want to back down from this company. Yeah, like, of I did, because that, that gives them the win. Yeah. When realistically, months ago, I should have cut my losses, mm-hmm. right? And just got one that I knew that I loved instead of just holding out. And, this, I was obsessing about this. I would build it into my schedule. Like, I would look at my schedule for the week for the TV show, and I'm like, Friday, Thursday afternoon, I don't have any interviews. And I'm like, Thursday afternoon, I'm going to go try and go to battle for my couch. Yeah. And I would spend two hours on a Thursday wow. afternoon wow. trying to get a hold of people and reason with yeah, people and trying to figure it. out what's going you're on. In I it. was in it. Yeah. You're motivated. Yes. You're hype. Are you Bro. kidding me? I'd be the exact same way. Bro, and I don't like it. And I told Catherine, I was like, I actually don't really like the guy. I don't really like the color of it. No. Yeah. What did Catherine say? She's like, oh, my God, we love it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. 
You know what I mean? Had she even just been a little tiny bit like, yeah, me so you're neither. Sabotage the couch. Sabotage the couch. No way. Like you... spill? No, just so that because because Catherine and Roxy love it. So if by mistake you spill something on it, you'll have to get a new couch. No, I would sell it or something, <laughs> man. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ruin it. No, I'd call back though. I'd call back. Just take the pettiness at what, next though? level and say what. Just ask about the couch. But they know I got it because no, they yeah, charge. Oh, I guess. Yeah, list. they would know. They would know. Yeah. Like, can you call them and say, can you come get it? I'm done. No, because they don't come. They won't pick it up. If they're not going to deliver it to me, they're not certainly not going to pick it up. <laughs> and then I got to pay another $150 to get it back to the warehouse. Jeez. Yeah. So anyway, that's the story of the couch. It's kind of ugly. It's like a, it's, I thought it was lighter. I thought, it, I thought it was going to be more of like an off whitey cream color, but it's really like an oatmeal color. Oh. Right? Like very pedestrian. Yeah, but you can make that look nice <laughs> with stuff around. Right? <laughs> It's, it's like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like it is. Yo, I'm gonna use that line from now on. Uh, Mr. Han, we'll end on this. Mr. Han says here, what is your favorite chip and dip combination? Uh, chips and salsa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but let's like, are we saying can we like, do you want to not do salsa? Okay, so let's you not were just do talking salsa. Regular chips, regular dip. Okay, yes. cool. Can we, are we eliminating the melted cheese? Yes. 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 I always like um, a sour cream dip okay. with uh, either regular chips or just like any other flavored chips. If you're going to do a right. sour cream and chive dip, then mm, it, yeah. you can really only use like a plain ruffle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? You can't use any flavored no, for that I agree. One. Uh, you know what my favorite dip is? And I don't even know if this is. It is a dip, but I just don't know if people use it for chips. It's definitely a dip. So I would put it in this category, mm-hmm. which is my favorite dip is um, ruffles mm-hmm. and hummus. Yeah, that's good. Good combo. Oh, then, then I'm adding in ruffles and baba ganoush. Is baba ganoush a dip? Yeah, you. Would I would say so. Yeah. yeah, is yeah. it? I don't know. I know a lot about yeah. baba ganoush. Yeah, yeah. Just That's my eggplant. my my favorite. Is absolutely it's uh it's ruffles and hummus. Mm. I hummus love is good. Yeah, ruffles and hummus. Love it. Are we eliminating guac? Yeah, I wouldn't. Well, actually, <laughs> but I only I never have like, See, I don't like chips guac. with guac. I'll have like guac with like tortillas. I'm having a hard time naming any other dip. Well, this French onion dip. I grew up on French onion dip. But that's my for mom, veggies. No, no, no. My mom used to chip uh, ruffle chips and French onion dip. Yeah. Oh, we used to crush that in my house. Mm. Crush it. Also, or dill. Dill. You know, what, you know the funny a creamy you, dill dip. You can only really use plain ruffled in any dip. Like you're not going to put an all dressed. No, into that's a you dip. boring, son. Yeah, yeah, if you're yeah. a basic bitch, yeah. <laughs> I'm pedestrian. <laughs> yeah, if you're a pedestrian, you got to live a little, bro. No, Come you, on, can't man. Put, you can't put an all dressed chip. Well, why says who? Why not? Dill. You can't because yeah, you, you can. You're mixing flavors that don't go. So what? Because yeah. so, the ruffle, you're supposed to enjoy the dip, and that's where ruffle is just more or less the I'll, texture. I'll give you a window into what it was like to grow up in Acton. Okay. In like small town how many people in that when town? i grew when, when i when up, i yeah. lived there i think maybe ten thousand. okay yeah that's yeah. a lot for acting yeah yeah ten, small small town it's very small yeah small, yeah but that's like what that's what it was when i left like when we first moved there it was probably about eight i would say maybe yeah. something like that it was small um but uh it was white very white trashy but like in a really endearing way mm-hmm. and i one of my girlfriends that i had when i was very young this is like so white trash <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's so white trash oh my god we used to go to her place after school, okay? And this was the snack. It was two pieces of toasted white bread with cheese whiz. Yeah. And then on the side, okay, on the side, it was a can of Pringles that we would dip into Catalina dressing. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All of that sounds so disgusting. <laughs> 
Sounds very gassy. <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah, yeah. We'd, oh. we'd put a little Catalina salad dressing in a little bowl. And then would you make out after? And, and dip Pringles like your into it. must have been just horrible. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> everything stunk. But you were. Oh. But when you're that young, everything stinks anyway. Yeah. Right? Just the smells all mixed. <laughs> yeah. Every, <laughs> everything, everything smells. But yeah, that was it. It was, uh, it was toast and cheese Whiz and Pringles with Catalina dressing. Did oh. you at least toast the God. cheese with, or toast the bread? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're not savages more. <laughs> That's a class. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. All right. Look for us on Instagram at kiss925 because once a week uh, or a couple times a week, we'll post a picture that reads Ask Razamoka. And in the comment section is where you ask your questions. This has been the Raz and Mocha Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Raz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on Kiss 925. Kiss925.com or download the Kiss 925 app.